With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome students to another episode, another opportunity, another classroom of Paradigm Shift Destiny School. My name is Brendan, a.k.a. Skull Babylon, a.k.a. Woolshield, and you're joining here tonight in this moment, wherever you are, whenever you are, for another exciting opportunity for us as a community to be able to learn and explore consciousness-shifting metaphysical topics, and tonight's class is related to meditation and mindfulness. Now, I do have some other shifters who are with me here tonight, and we're going to open up the mics, and they're all going to say hello to you beautiful people out there all over there, and all you high-vibe humans out there. <laughs> cool. So we got Brianna, we got Indigo Jack, we got Michelle, and we have Philo Flows, as in Kevin Mays, as in Philosophical, as in Leela Rose. <laughs> Leah Rose. And uh, he, everyone is joining us here tonight, and at this moment I'm actually going to pass the microphone over to Brianna, because she has to head out in a minute, but getting right into what this topic in this classroom will be about, it'll be about all of us exploring topics together, and as I mentioned, tonight's topic is meditation and mindfulness, so we're going to pass over to Brianna, and she's going to tell us her understanding of what mindfulness, or sorry, not just what mindfulness is, but what does meditation mean to you? So Brianna, go ahead, start the class off for us. Perfect, thank you so much. My name is Brianna, also known as Breezy Spreadlove. I want to start off by saying an important step towards freedom in our is our relationship to our own health. So this calls for an awareness of how the mind and the body interact, because that leads to attitude changes and mood changes, which can have literally physiological changes in our body. So we've only just started discovering concrete studies to show these physiological and psychological effects, um, but meditation falls under this huge practice of mindfulness. And so um, mindfulness is often defined as the ability to attend to those thoughts and emotions as they arise and to be fully conscious in the present moment, you know, um, activating that PNS system, also known as the relaxation response. Uh, th this is also um, coined by a guy named Kabat Zinn. That's his last name. Um, he, he created this um, mindfulness-based stress reduction thing, and um, basically it's just talking about how it's perceived. Hang on a second. All right, so Breezy's just having some uh, real, real-world interaction going on in the background, so we're just going to step in as we uh, buffer out the opportunity for her to jump back in. So, setting up this nice segue, and Breezy, whenever you're ready, feel free to let us know with a visual cue. But yeah, getting into the uh, topic of mindfulness uh, is definitely something that I think a lot of us can explore. And as I'm just kind of multitasking here in the background, I'm actually going to pass the microphone off to anybody else within the circle who would like to continue answering the question of what meditation means to them. Unless Brianna's ready right now. Does it look like Brianna's ready? Yeah, sorry about Go ahead. that. Hey, no worries. Um, so anyways, I was talking about this guy named Kabat-Zinn who developed this uh, way to cope with disease and pain, and how he kind of made the connection that mindfulness practices can reduce stress over time. So um, it just kind of shows that mindfulness 
that meditation is important to me because research has shown that it can produce thickening in particular regions of the brain important for learning, memory, and executive decision making. And it can heal those areas. And um, it can also thin out the regions in the amygdala um, that cause like intense fear. So I want to emphasize the fact that mindfulness and meditation practices can help literally in your brain reduce fear and increase your ability to make calm like decisions. So that's why I believe mindfulness and meditation is important. And thank you so much, Skull, for having me on here again today. <laughs> and I apologize again for all the background noise. No, no worries. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you in in time before you had to go see Keanu. So, Keanu. <laughs> Keanu. Keanu. I'm only going to for my fellow kittens. There you go. There's going to be some hidden messages in that movie. So. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be talking to you <laughs> on some subtle conscious level, helping you embody that gangster cat within you. So. Well, I'll see you on the flip side. Stay healthy, stay light, and don't give up the fight. Breezy, out. Okay, thanks again, Breezy. And check out Breezy. Just posted up a new Quest journal on the website of her newest Truth Day video. So you can check that out at paradigmshiftcentral.com. And uh, again, we'll find you can find her links and everybody else's links in the show notes. So thanks, Brianna. Have fun tonight. Cool. Okay. So definitely, um, again, shout out to everybody who's tuning into this. Uh, I'm just, like I said, guys, I'm kind of multitasking here, just at least at the top of the show where we get things moving along. And uh, I'm just going to do a quick picture for the internet. <laughs> there we go. Uh, don't worry, the context for that will be explained to the people who see the image in the future, and then that gets posted on the pages. And Facebook is such a wonderful piece of technology, but. Anyways, moving on, focusing in on meditation. Well, um, like I said, I'm just going to pass the talking stick around to the other people here within the group. So who would like to go next on answering the question of what meditation means to them? Tell us a little bit about meditation. Whoever would like to go next, just go ahead and open your mic. Okay. So, uh, go ahead, Jack. For me, medic meditation is a new medication to relieve our frustration. I'm all about the quotes if you guys follow me on Facebook and stuff, but yeah, it's really, it's it's a new, it's it's been around for ages, for centuries, like everybody's known about it, but it's really something to help you process your own thought forms and to help you, like Breezy was saying earlier, to kind of take that chaos energy of being ruled by the mind and to, to figure out where these thoughts come from, you know, and to really get down to... Um, the baseline of what these thoughts are for. If anybody else wants to jump in or add on to anything Jack says, feel free to go ahead, guys. You can kind of flow into it. But yeah, like I, what, what you said, though, like meditation is new medication. I mean, for me, that's a big part of it, is just moving, moving ourselves back into this place of self-responsibility, self-healing, and understanding that meditation is a very important, important part of healing when you're sort of getting into it from the perspective of realizing that we all carry different energies and wounds and baggages, and a lot of those times we have to, like, mentally 
use like a scalpel and sort of go in and examine and shine the light on things and you know that's where you can sort of parallel like meditation with being part of the the shadow work aspect and I'm sure if Michael Brazel were here he would have some uh, wonderful things to sort of mention on that and and paralleling meditation with even just a simple idea of showing up to it as a practice in the same way you would show up to a yoga class in a sense so there's a lot to say on meditation. Um, we actually, within the most recent Paradigm Shift London meetup, uh, we actually focus our conversation around the topic of of meditation intentionally, uh, with my like anticipation of the class coming up here. And there there was a there was a lot of good things, and I have my notes, and I'll pull those out a little bit later. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like the meditation aspect gets very it, it very easily branches off into. Uh, the opportunity of us like exploring more of our multi-dimensional reality and uh, again I, there's that quote where um, somebody even mentioned this at the meeting the quote where like yeah like meditation is uh, yeah like prayer is speaking to God and meditation is listening to God and God being the universe the awin the cosmic energy flow coming through you sort of thing so what happens when we get into that practice of listening? Um, but another thing I'll just plant right here, and this is you know even in reference to a lot of the global meditations that we've done, and you guys have been able to attend, you guys would know this, but really using meditation as a space to focus and practice creativity, using creativity to like vividly flex our imagination, to imagine ourselves in, in a scenario and in a place with an, an added level of realness and detail that you bring into it through the integrity of your focus and then it becomes more of like a waking dream but it's through meditation and you're creating it so yeah would, would, uh, we'll, we'll pass the talking stick around and, and like I said there's a lot more I, I got floating around that I'd like to be able to get into but at this point let's hear as a group what are some other thoughts that we basically just have on meditation like how would you ex how would you explain meditation to simply to even someone who may not understand it or doesn't even know what it is, or a five-year-old. That's always like kind of a good way to approach anything when you're explaining it, really. So we'll let Michelle or Phil go. Michelle, looks like you're uh, ready to go. Go ahead. Sure, um, yeah, but I, it's so funny because what I was going to say is not simple at all, so we'll let maybe Phil or you guys can fill in the blanks um, explaining it to a five-year-old. Oh, then, then go with whatever you what got. I was, yeah, totally. Just... What I was called to say, to share was what meditation has been for me lately has been about like aligning my chakra, my energy system. And so I do it every day in order to align with the frequencies of the earth and um, and the sky, the heavens. And so I'm actually like working with the column of light, which, um, what was it, Paul uh, mentioned as a... Jedi, a digit Jedi from the ancient Egyptian, which I had never heard before, but that's what I do every morning is I ground myself, my frequency, because if I don't do that, then um, I'm, I get really taken out by the energy of the world, or the matrix rather, right? Not like the natural world, but the matrix world. And um, so what I do is I actually, like, I ground my energy into the earth, and then if I'm really, like, into my sadhana that day, then I work that energy, like, up each chakra or... I'll use that energy, like Kevin said, like moving blocks through the chakras and then allow like a portal of light to go out the top of my head. And if I can do that part, then I feel like I'm really connected to God or source energy because having my crown chakra activated really like 
purely cleanses my auric field. And if I do that and I'm all sealed up, then I, I tend to be in a better mood by like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Um, if I don't do that or if I go several days without doing that, I kind of collect energy. So I use meditation um, kind of like a kundalini yoga, but like of my own design. So I, that, that, that's why it's not like for a five-year-old. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, that's what I was going to share. It's not simple at all. Telling the kids about five-year-olds about their kundalini. At this point, can you, you know. Can you hear me, or yep, you're just yep. dumb? No, I, I can. You can okay. hear me, right? I, I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, oh no! I said all of that, and nobody got it. <laughs> you can hear me, okay, right? <laughs> I can. That's always, always oh, yeah. the, the funniest thing ever when you're on the phone <laughs> with a friend and you're like. Telling this, whole, telling this whole story for five <laughs> minutes, and then you realize that they hung up or your phone died, and you're just like, oh, I just told that whole story to no one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought just happened. Yeah. Um, mm, love you. Love you, too. Mm, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Phil, do you want to... Would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, Thank you, Michelle. That was wonderful. <laughs> So, so yeah, I've got some friends who want to visit here. Um, first, first and foremost, um, my name is Electric Bill, and uh, I, I'm very honored and privileged to be here on this here broadcast. This is my first time using some sort of technology like this, and I came on here because I, I do like to meditate, and I gotta say, my my friend. My friend Jack over here uh, says the same thing that I tell all my friends. I say meditation is medication. And uh, most of my friends have think I'm crazy, think I'm a hippie for meditating. Because, you know, down here in the south, it's not too common to, to sit out in the grass as I like to do. Um, but I will say that my form of meditation is simply just enjoying the present moment and not focusing on the past or the future. It's just living in the now. And um, it sounds kind of simple when you think about it, but for the most part, if you really look at your thoughts, you're most of the time thinking about the past or the future and you're not really focused right here, right now. So I like to recommend my... My favorite spiritual teacher, his name's Eckhart Tolle, and uh, I'm going to see if he wants to show up for a minute here. For people listening in context, Phil is putting on different hats. And... Hello. <laughs> Go ahead. We are here in Paradigm Shift Central. We are at the center of the timeline of the universe because hmm. the present moment wait is my hunchback I'm not wearing a vest right now I don't feel I don't feel like myself but I want to say that meditation is letting go of who you think you are so that you can become what you really are Thank you. Farewell. I, I sensed a little a little Dalai Lama in there too. <laughs> well, 
a little Dalai Lama or a big Dalai um, Lama? Un poquito. Un poquito of Dalai Lama. <laughs> well, <laughs> if we can, if we can talk just a second for this, uh, you know, electro man that was coming out there, you know, this this meditation stuff. It can really connect you with some of your past lives, you know, and uh, it can help you to really connect with other people that you really wouldn't normally connect with, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, yeah, I think having a sense of humor around it, because a lot of people are scared to meditate because they think they have to be like a serious spiritual practitioner. So I think having a sense of humor around it is very important. And realizing that there's like a thousand different ways to meditate, which I'm sure will be covered in this here broadcast. Um, and it's really, whether you're a beginner or advanced practitioner, it's all it's all beneficial. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, partner. I feel like I need to take my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's really it's really cool, um, Phil, that you're able to make it in for this one, and, and even just what you were doing there, because I was actually um, one of the ideas I was planning on bringing into the conversation um, was something that I was experiencing recently as a form of meditation was literally just going out into the woods and practicing like singing and practicing making songs on the spot. I mean, it kind of flow like it, it was still flow tree. You know, flow tree is a very flowy term but yeah so like doing that and and even just like putting on different voices and and actually like making different songs to like different genres like I was doing like intentionally like slower like sort of like melodic songs and I was doing like faster songs and even like making like a metal song and everything like that and I was like and, and I was doing this whole thing um while doing Jedi training too so it was like parallel with my exercise <clears throat> And so, like, as I was moving this energy through me physically and everything like that, I actually found it incredibly easy for me to get into the rhythm where I was able to just, like, sing, where I was able to just, like, flow through, where I was able to just, like, freestyle on the spot. And, and it was actually something that um, I hadn't, like, I've, that was kind of a unique experience. That was the first time I had really done it quite like that, um, uh, let alone just kind of getting into that flow space to begin with. Because sometimes... I, I notice, um, it's an interesting idea, right? Like, sometimes we feel like it's just like, okay, freestyle right now, and then it's just like, boom, you can go into it. And then other times you're just like, wait, 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 like, I, I need to, like, get into it. So, like, what are we getting into, right? It's this interesting mm -hmm. thing and kind of goes into this idea of, like, tuning frequencies, removing blockages. Um, the term the all-win is something I like to refer to. So the all-win is sort of like a druic term for the flow of universal inspiration that that is life, that pours through life, that is the reason flowers bloom. It, it is the flow, the flower. And so, like, that is what is potentially, like, always capable of running through you and coming out of you and coming out of you as voice, as movement, as expression. And and again, so just like being able to find that place, I feel is something that meditation is, that meditation gets you to, that meditation helps you st like step into or just relax into. Um, there's Yeah, there's a lot of interesting topics there. And, and, and again, you know, like meditation obviously is something paralleled with concepts like martial arts and Jedi and and you talk about like the masters and the reasons why they are able to do such magnificent 
performances and physical abilities was because their degree of mindfulness was so acute and so trained. So I mean, for me, the mindfulness practice uh, is multi multiple fold, and and it does go. I, I really enjoy bringing it into the physical exercise as a form of um, yeah, like meditation, like combining the concept of meditation consciously when you're working out. And that's why, like, even just today before I came here. Um, I was running lengths on the soccer field while using my Jedi ball, which is what I refer to as my tennis ball on a rope. So I had my rope and I'm spinning it and I'm like throwing it in front of me and pulling it back and catching it. So it's like hand-eye coordination while running and then just doing that and then just kind of like getting into a zone and stuff. And and yeah, there's more stuff I, I can say about that, but I think Michelle actually has something she might want to say, so I'll pass it over to her. Uh, sure. Um, oh. I, I mean... I mean, I'm down. I, I, I can talk. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. <laughs> what I was thinking of when uh, you were talking, I mean, you were talking about singing. So, of course, mantra um, got me into a flow. I don't know if that was this morning or yesterday, but, oh, no, it was, like, two nights ago. Like, I was, like, all funky because my mind was racing. And what brought me into a really clear space was uh, Tina Malia's got a new album, which I didn't know, and, and there's a mantra that I know I have sung in other lifetimes because it, it was, when I sang it, it's just, it was beautiful. It was, um, I can sing a little, like, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's it. So, um, but then it goes, Om Namah Shivaya, and it, it's so cleansing and it's like prayer so when you were talking about mantra being our um, meditation being um, listening to God sometimes listening for me is not so easy um, or I'm frustrated and so like the listening the tuning is not working so the prayer like is the what I got you know I realized this the last couple of days where I was like this is it's better for me sometimes just to give and, and enough. Like let that be the medicine is that I'm singing and I'm praying and I'm delivering my frequency. Um, and that is healing as opposed to like waiting to receive a message or just like pure in your own offering. So yeah, I feel that man. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. And that was, um, if anybody feels called to sing during this class, feel free. You know, we, we can sort of incorporate it. I actually do want to have um, more <laughs> singing aspects uh, within future Hangouts as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just, in this moment, I'll be honest, guys, I'm just kind of also multitasking on the computer, so I'm just going to share this in a few more groups. Um, so if anybody else would like to just jump in at this point, and again, just kind of, you know, keeping in mind the intention of this class is to collectively like educate and learn together. And Indigo Jack, I guess you got your mic open, so go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, I've done videos about this in the past, but I guess I can just go into some of the deeper aspects. Um, my first few tries at meditation was unsuccessful, so to speak. But once I finally got myself calm from, you know, like when you first start and you're going into that silence, you'll have like itches or you'll have this little thought that comes in this, and it's always some kind of distraction. And tonight has been perfect on a certain level for to have meditation class because I've had these little bugs that have been 
crawling around and a fly that's been landing on me and all these little things are just kind of distractions on a certain level and if you let your mind focus so much on them you'll be focused on that energy of distraction or something you don't want like you know it, it brings up a lot of deep things like we're, we're on a public uh, broadcast right now and I don't you know particularly want people to see bugs and stuff you know so it, I guess on a deeper level that would be kind of like an insecurities so when I first started meditating I would have these thoughts coming like oh there's a bill you need to pay and what I learned to do was to trace that thought to the deepest level I guess being an indigo child that's what I do I always try to condense things and try to find the form the exact energy to classify it even though some people would say that that was like mental but that's kind of how we roll on a certain level so looking at the thought of a bill and saying okay this is my survival this is something that is important so to take that thought that came in and to say thank you for coming in I appreciate you as a thought reminding me of a bill that I need to pay because if I don't pay that I won't be living in this home anymore so it's a good thought to have but once you recognize as being okay to have, that's when it just holds. And let's go. And you can say, you know what? This thought, it's great. It's important. I appreciate it. But right now, I don't need it. So that's my, that's my deeper analysis there on, on meditation and thoughts and, and clearing your mind and going through that whole process. Thank you for sharing some radical honesty there. Um, I really, part of my meditation practice is, is sharing radical honesty and um, I'm going to share some radical honesty right now uh, that my computer is running low on battery and the way, the way that I have it set up right now I can't actually reach the charger so I have to go get an extension cord but I was also planning to meet up with my friend which is what I'm also going to do so I'm going to bow out of this beautiful class for now, but I'm super grateful to mm -hmm. connect with you all for a little bit. And, um, yeah, this is a beautiful thing. I really see these Google Hangouts as a beautiful tool that we can, our whole tribe can utilize more. And so anyone watching this, I invite you to, to join on in future calls and, and share your voice because... You know, we we all have a little puzzle piece to contribute, and it just feels so good to to express ourselves. You know, I think that a big part of meditation is just creative expression, like like Brendan was saying earlier, and um, yeah, just utilizing these 50 trillion cells we have as a human body to to express and to be fully alive and um, yeah, I'm happy to be alive and happy to connect with all of you. If, if any of you want to connect with me, I'm Philo Flows on Facebook and also YouTube. And uh, you can send me a message there. Or um, Yeah, I'd be happy to connect. So thank you all. Keep awesome. up the great work. Go Thanks team. Thanks so much, Kevin. And uh, did you yeah. want to plug anything about your book before you go, your upcoming Plant the Let Them Know that you got an awesome book? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, I've been writing for a long time a book called Unlocking Our Superpowers. And this book brings together a huge variety of tools for transformation that 
can basically you apply them into your life to actually make uh, transformation happen. And these tools have been extremely valuable in my life. Lots of people are always asking me, like, yo, can you give me that recipe or can you give me, like, your, your techniques or whatever. So I've, I've put it, done my best to put it all into one simple, fun, practical book. And uh, it's coming out this August and there's a momentum building for it, and I would love more people to support it. If you really want to read it in advance, I'm open to that possibility if you reach out to me. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a fun project. So it's a good idea. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. It's good to see you again. Yes, likewise. Happy Thursday, y'all. <laughs> Happy Thursday. <laughs> Peace. All right, man. Thank Until you, next Michelle. time. Thank you, Indigo Jack. Thank you, Love you Brandon. Baby. Love you, man. Peace, y'all. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, we'll keep um, we'll keep moving forward with things here. And again, huge shout out to Phil for being able to join us. And if you want to check out more of his stuff, I definitely encourage you do. He's uh, got a lot of amazing content on his YouTube, and including including a lot of like flowetry poetry type stuff that he does. Um, he, he actually inspired me to get a lot more into flowetry. And even if you go back and check out Journey to Lucidity too, you actually see him sharing some of his flowetry in that as well. So, lots of places to get a chance to interact with him, and expect to hear more through the Paradigm Shift community in the future uh, related to his book. We'll be featuring that as well. So. So lots of awesome stuff. Um, I'm just going to say for anybody who's listening to this broadcast out there who's tuning in, please feel free to join at any point. And I'm actually going to send this to a couple people to see if they want to join. But other than that, we'll keep moving around and get some other ideas related to meditation flowing through here. Would anybody else like to jump in with a thought that they have in mind? Michelle, it looked like you moved to a new location. Does that... She was on the move there. I did. I moved outside because mm. it was um, cutting in and out on my inside, so I decided outside. And there's a moon, which I don't know if you guys can see. There's a moon. Can you see the moon? It's half, half moon, half of a wolf moon. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I'm outside, which is kind of cool, talking to you guys outside. It's, um, I'm down to sing more too, uh, if that, if it comes to that. But I I'm down to talk as well. So whatever you guys want to do. Jack, is there anything you feel like doing in this moment related to meditation? Wow, um, just meditation to a deeper level. It's just it's one of the deepest subjects you can go to because thoughts are endless, and I don't know for to really talk about that subject could be infinite. <laughs> just like meditation is infinite, you know, it can go into astral travel, it can go into uh, all kinds of stuff, like, it's it's basically unlimited, like, we could sit here for days, but condensing all this down, um, it's just about figuring out your own thought forms. So, so I have a question, I have a question that just came up, would be like, what's your favorite way to meditate? Me? For I have a question for the both of you, both of y'all, okay. yeah, yeah, Indigo, go for it. Uh, for me, recently I've been doing a meditation while I jog, which in the beginning I would not recommend that because it's, you know, in the beginning you're really trying to pull that in to where you can turn it on and off. 
but that's really been just interesting to be jogging while meditating and your body's moving and you're kind of listening to your own body talk to you, the consciousness of your body and, and your mind trying to stop you saying, oh, you need to stop. And then your body's like, no, I don't really need to stop. What does this mind do and all this stuff to tell me? Like, it's just, yeah, so that's recently what I've been doing with meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in terms of my favorite or a preferred way to meditate, um, like I said, doing physical movement meditation is uh, one that I can, like, I mean, it, it gets again into this topic of, like, how do we define meditation, what is, like, the different ways of, I mean, tr- I, I like sort of keeping the concept of traditional meditation of, like, sitting in one spot and doing it with intention as kind of a practice on its own. Because um, I, I don't want us to sort of open up the idea of, um, you know, some people... It, it's interesting. There's almost like a little, like, spiritual trap that goes on with meditation where... Because sitting down and literally dedicating your time to that meditation to sit there and to observe your need and want to, like, get up and move around and and to dissolve that as a practice and to practice focusing on your breath for, like, 10 minutes at a time and to observe your thoughts coming and going and and, and all that as part of a mindfulness practice, um, that's really important. And and I think it's, it's a thing for people to be aware of is that within stories that some people tell, if they're just, like, if we were to ask, if you were to ask them, be like, "Hey, do you practice meditation much?" There's like, "Yeah, you know, I pra- I practice meditation all the time. Like, I'll do it when you know when I'm washing dishes. I do it when I'm exercising. I do it when I'm walking." And they're listing all these things, which again, not to say any of those aren't meditation, because what is meditation? It's becoming like more aware of your mind and the universe and everything. But don't. I'm just saying, or you know, just be aware if you're accidentally or unconsciously um, saying that while avoiding the actual sitting down meditation practice where you like show up and and you do that, um, because I think that is something that we need to just do. Like I, I think it's an important thing to do every now and then. I think there's a benefit to it, and uh, I think it's very easy to not do it. And, and so, I mean, you know, I think it's actually, um, it's just something where I've observed, again, I'm, I'm saying this because I've observed it within my own practice, right, where it's just, uh, again, that was like a story, it was just like, yeah, you know, like, be like, I meditate, but I'm not always doing it sitting at certain periods of my journey and everything like that, um, so just encouraging people to be more conscious and mindful of the story they're telling themselves and make sure they're not, like, making some sort of weird spiritual delusion within their own story that's actually subconsciously them avoiding the practice of sitting down and meditating even if subconsciously they're doing it because they don't enjoy it the fact that you don't enjoy it is like the more reason for you to actually do it because that's part of the process of that practice you're actually like going through the alchemy of observing yourself not enjoying it and then sitting through that and 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 sort of having these like mini breakthroughs uh, within your own practice. Um, what do, what do you guys think uh, about? I think that that's a topic? really good reminder, man. Because like, just with like that was a re- that's a really good reminder for me even to um, deepen my own practice because I I I want it to be deeper. I want to access more. Something that came up when you were talking was that you know there's a flow to our meditation cycles. Like um, sometimes I get a lot of visions, and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'm clearing a lot of thoughts. It's I think it's 
depends on what subconsciously I'm actually going through or processing. Um, but I like the fact that you said you have to sometimes be uncomfortable when you're facing yourself, and then if you give yourself that window, it'll you'll move through it. And I think that's a really good reminder because I feel like I forget that, we forget that. Um, it's, man, it's so funny. We, we want it to be easy. I want it to be easy because sometimes I experience like this dolphin magic, beautiful bliss state, and sometimes it's not like, yeah, right? Dolphin magic, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like that, man. It's, it's like rainbows, kind. and and it's the best kind. And I do, and I need to put down my frustration with the universe when my when it doesn't show up that way for me, and just accept that, and have more acceptance and more grace, and take more space, and allow whatever is happening to be cool. And it's just like it's so true because it's like my perfect for last week. It's like be cool, baby, be cool. Like that's the whole. If you're cool, it, then you're in the balance. You're in the center. And like that's the whole point of spirituality is like you're not super high, you're not super low, you're like just right. Like the porridge in the Goldilocks metaphor, you're just mm -hmm. right. So mm -hmm. it's, groovy. It's neat. Do you wanna do you wanna explain that a little bit more? What you mean by just right? Like I'm just Yeah, sure. man. My God, my God for me, me and me, um, it's all about alignment. So something that I came into this week was um, vertical alignment and how important that is and when we have a vertical alignment in our in ourself meaning my connection with God my connection with the earth my connection with the whole entire cosmos in my heart and my truth is like just right is on par then your horizontal alignment what is out in the universe is not as important so if people aren't calling you back if things aren't going through then you're you feel fine because all you really need to work on is your center, and then all that outside stuff can't affect you so deeply. Um, and I feel like that is the heart space, and that is why we meditate and we center. We go within in order to get that vertical alignment. And, uh, and when we have that balance, man, then we're, we're unstoppable. Then peace in every step, right? Then we're then we're divine. We're good, no matter what happens. It's all like, ah, eh, that's happening, but it's outside me, you know. I'm I'm aligned with my eternal self. So. Bam. Yeah, it, it gets a lot to trust. Mm. Like that's kind of I don't. You haven't said that exactly, but or, or what do you think? Is this a does meditation lead to trust, or is my it a life trust part? leads to trust. <laughs> my, it's just that was just a, a nice, <laughs> that was just a nice like beautiful like brotherhood consciousness word that you just threw down for me personally. Um, my whole entire cosmic story right now is all about Michelle and her trust for the universe, like deep trust, you know. I've, I wonder if that's a part, do you guys feel that too? Is that a part of all of our spiritual paths? That resonates with my my heart in a deep way. It's like, I walk the walk, yeah. but but how so much, how, much <laughs> how deep does it go? Yeah, grounding, really... grounding, 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 grounding. Yeah. yeah. We have a new player who has joined the game. Welcome, Corey. What's going on, family? Yeah. Yeah. Just finished a uh, meditation group with a, uh, a bunch of like young, 18, 19 year old indigos. It's mm. powerful. These mm. kids, man, they're brilliant. 
they don't need any teachers. They're they're divine. <laughs> I know. That's awesome, oh, man. That's awesome. What's going on with everyone? What's going on with you? I would actually to jump right in here. Can you guys? Sorry, can you guys still hear me? I'm just doing a sound check. My computer's glitching. Still come through? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I yeah, we're got, good now. I just got to close some windows in the background. Um, I, I was just saying, yeah, we're we've been going around the circle, and you'll be able to jump right in here with what we're doing. But we're just asking people, what does meditation mean to you? And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're able to make it, man. And again, for people who might not know uh, who Corey is, Corey's been tuned in and and synced in with the Paradigm Shift community in the past, and he's actually uh, one of the owners and organizers and facilitators for a beautiful conscious fitness studio in Ottawa, and that's was that where you guys were doing your meditation tonight? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the Ottawa Lifestyle Center. So, uh, yeah, we're rolling through. We're really organizing. We're, we're, we're really just taking the step of the ascension formula, if you will, to a whole new level, combining every modality that you can possibly think of when it comes to what, what is what – is, what is capable of awakening the mind, body, and soul and bringing that into a fusion-based experience that is extremely creative and in various class sessions, events, workshops, etc. So um, really just fusioning things, you know, like like Oso did. I mean, I was at Oso's meditation resort in India two months ago, and the whole element of it is how you combining all of these very powerful forms and modalities into these experiences in which guide people through the inner nature of themselves. And um, that's exactly what the intention is here on various levels. And so, uh, yeah, powerful. <laughs> I don't think anyone can see me right now, though. No, we can, Should we be. can see him. No, no, we can. Yeah, it's working fine, actually. So, Am yeah, I that's perfect, man. Um, yeah, do, you're good, you're good. I was going to ask you as well, just how would you explain what meditation is? Again, you know, I mean, even just when you were doing it with the kids there, how how do you explain it to kids? Well, I, I always come back to the space of desirelessness, you know, like every desire, it's ultimately just the space after we achieved or sunk into that new desire that we actually experience the fulfillment. It's this little void space that precedes the next desire that's coming and is, of course, the, the space in which it comes right after we just fulfill this grand anticipated desire in which we were looking for. And I feel so many people can relate with that because we all understand that in that void space, in that space of the vortex, we ultimately see our, the trueness of our addiction and the illusion. And addiction has been a, a key word as I've really been deepening that quest in meditation of recognizing that, firstly, I mean, everyone has 8 to 12, if not more, addictions at any certain time. Uh, at least in the majority, and when we sink deeply into the space that coming back all the way into the thinking and feeling being the, the, the source and root of all addiction, every other space of external nature generally for most people if they're not connected with that space of meditation is, is an illusionary addiction. And that element I find resonates so heavily because we all find ourselves into that, in, in that void at some point where we actually just need to feel the void and experience the void and be okay in the void and trust the void and accept the void and recognize that's the trueness of what we're actually looking for. We've always been looking for this void but we, and we've been given it, but every time we're given it, we're, we just jump away. We're scared of our own power. We're scared of our own divinity, our own uh, inner awareness, the consciousness, the unlimited nature. 
And you know, as soon as I explain that, I just go right into a meditation because ultimately we just need to experience it. And as we experience that space, that it unfolds the infinity. I mean, anyone on the quest ultimately knows like meditation, there's no void. It's, it's a void of infinity and of creative exploration of everything you could possibly imagine in, in the shade of, of feeling, emotion, thought, action, word, vibration, sound, geometry, etc. And so it's, it's simply just how can you give the mind an excuse to go into that void, re allow, them, allow the individual to experience, empower the individual to experience that space of, of nothingness or, you know, thinking that you're not thinking and not thinking, the balance between the two. And as you ride that wave and hover in that space, you just more and more expand into this ball of energy in which engulfs every aspect of yourself, every aspect of your reality, and the mirror and the bubble and the hamster wheel in which we're all perpetually on in this reality. So, yeah, that's meditation. So how do you, yeah, so um, I have a question because I can see that your mind works differently than mine and, and, I, and I like it, so I would love you to explain how you drop into the void. If you sit in a comfortable posture and you come into just watching the breath and you're not needing to control it, you're just simply watching the air flow into the nose and out through the nose. This is the focal point. This is the beginning of Pratihara, which is the withdrawal sense, coming into Dharana, which is or the Dhyana, which is the 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 one pointed concentration. And as you find that one pointed concentration and you can focus there, right? Like you can literally focus there for ten minutes. I can just watch my breath, the mind will go, but I'll bring it back, the mind will go, I'll bring it back. And then I'm just in the I'm just in that space of watching the breath or watching the third eye or focusing on a mantra. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden there's this space or this there's this beginning courage to begin to let go of it. Right? And as you begin to let go and sink back, sink back, physiologically you're sinking back to the spine and the infinity of the spine. And as you sink back into that space, you're coming into that void. Right? And and then you get scared and you jump back to watching the breath, or you jump back into the mind, but then mm. You gain the courage again, and you keep going back, and you sink, and you sink, and you sink. Because the void is where the mind, of course, cannot be fed. The emotions cannot be fed, so everything is fighting it. But as you really empower yourself to continue in that trust and that courage to continue to take that step, well, ultimately, that's where, the, that's where Diana really begins. That's where the meditation really begins. That is meditation. Meditation is not in any sort of mind-controlled focus. That's the doorway, right? So we first start with the body calm the body and like scratching our itches and moving and all that and then we focus on the sensations through the breath and then we focus on the one point of concentration and then we focus on true meditation which is the release of all of that and then we sink in there and we just stay there <laughs> you literally just hover and you hover and you hover and you hover and then through that process naturally that's where the true space of, of, of enlightenment begins that's that's the beginning of enlightenment right like and that's 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 kind of like I would say not the illusion, but some of the misconceptions with enlightenment in, in our modern world is like, yeah, there's a lot of people enlightened in this awakening space, but there are so many degrees and levels to enlightenment. It's such a vast space. And so if we are just practicing our ability to sink into that void and just practice hovering in that void, hovering in that space of awareness, noticing, observing, that's the vortex. And that's where, the, that's where you've stepped off the hamster wheel, and that's where life really begins. Thank you so much. I'm going to take that with me and to my practice now. Um, Blessing. I really respect that answer. Yeah, really a lot. Thank you. And 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 no too. Like like I had mentioned, it's it's very much a physiological direction to the spine and this and the central 
channel of the brain, right? So if you roll your eyes up and focus in the center, you know, focus in between the eyebrows, roll the eyes up, and then bring the awareness back into the pineal, the pituitary, pituitary and the central space of the spine. This is ultimately where the void begins, and along the Shushmana channel down the void of the central space of the spine, like the, the real nothingness uh, channel. Mm. So that's that physiologically, that's where you're sinking into. So if you need a place to focus on in a direction, then you take it there, and then it kind of then it takes you. Mm -hmm. It's the surrender. It's the courage to let go. That was the root for me that really rang true. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like that a lot. There's um, that. I think that's the depth that I have been in and out of, but I want to. Um, I'm ready again to 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 let that be my practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So thank you, brother. Nothing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, Corey, you're 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 a good wizard with words. You explain <laughs> things in a very interesting way. So. Thanks. It's not me. It's not me. Right. It's, it's the Awen. So that's cool, though. Um, yeah, like again, I, I kind of want to begin to explore, even though we've already done this, but like why should people meditate? And, and one of the things that I was alluding to earlier, and Corey, just to give you a bit of a recap, um, sorry, I'm just going to... Someone's... I think it's Indigo, actually. I'm going to I'll be right Indigo. Oh, okay. I'll be, okay. And I'll be right back. Okay. All right. No worries. Um, yeah, like, getting, getting into that ability where meditation will step us into a place of confidence our ability to trust and our ability to be able to like move forward with an intuitive awareness and intuitive flow and the idea that if you what you were just doing there where you're kind of saying like oh I just explained all this stuff I just said all this stuff but it wasn't me it, it is you because it's it, it's us it's us it's it's us in like the relationship that we allow within our vessel that opens up the flow to kind of come through us so i mean we are as much like the contraption that allows the flow to come out of us as well as the flow itself and so like reasons why we should meditate yeah you know like having that ability to express ourselves in a more fruitful and rich manner and, and, and it's something that actually does take practice and and so I mean meditation for me one of the really powerful things that I love about it is literally thinking about it as like when you are meditating you know it's it's the same thing as like daydreaming it's it's the same thing as just closing your eyes and thinking about something like anytime you're closing your eyes and you're going inwards you can think of that as a, a degree of meditation it's just how intentional you're doing it but either way you're stepping into you know the the imagination the nation of the magi the realm of the magi the place where our thoughts are creating within every moment and you realize that imagination is actually something that you begin to develop and you begin to gain a better understanding of um, I almost kind of just want to like step back even further here and even just look at the, this bigger picture um, and I kind of wish Michelle was actually here to hear me explain this as well but um, just kind of this concept that like what is our, the mind literally what is the mind when you think about it opposed to just thinking of it as like an epiphenomenon of consciousness we can almost think of the mind in this case it's like a, a virtual access point to a place where we can create with intention and thought you can almost think of it as uh, in, in the mind and dreams as well you can almost think of it as like 
<clears throat> an actual technology that has been created by a higher perspective of the universe, meaning that the mind and dreams weren't something that just like happened to come out, but it was something that was intentionally created for the universe to be able to weave and interact with it and integrate itself into like such a degree of infinite detail that we almost overlook because it's so friggin magnificent it's so incredibly beautiful yet it's so incredibly normal to us that we oversee the incredible amazingness of the fact of what a mind is and what it is capable of so with the meditations that we've done in the past on Paradigm Shift Radio, and to give people a heads up, we're going to be having another one on the full moon that's going to be another guided journey meditation. It's going to be playing around with this idea of like how rich can we how 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 rich can we make our imagination in any given moment. So I mean a simple meditation practice would be to like sit down, meditate, and then imagine like a specific object like in front of you and just be able to like focus on that object and imagine yourself like feeling the texture of it in your hands, yet in your astral hands. So I mean this is just like a, a little practical thing that people can do, but for those of you who know we've like done the meditations, like when you get into the idea of imagining your sensations, that's when it, you can do that. It becomes very practical. You know, you like feel the dirt underneath your feet, and you and you think about it, and you're just like, hmm. You know, like it, like like I'm actually f there. There's actually a sensation. There's actually like something going on, um, and and sometimes even going back to what Corey was saying, it it's it's there, but it becomes richer and it becomes more engaged when we sort of like allow ourselves to kind of get into this this zone when we, when we when we drop into it and so i mean that in itself i think is an important part of the meditation practice is just being able to become familiar with relaxing our body enough to the point where we can turn on our imagination with like a spotlight where we can really illuminate our focus within our imagination opposed to being like half in our imagination and half like ready to just like check our watch and get up and leave and stuff like that like we really gotta not forget about the body but just be totally like totally just like let the body be there and and that's when meditation can get really interesting and that's I think where like the mystics and the sages were fascinated as well and this is where you even get into the idea of like slowly stepping your way towards the potentials for like astral projection and and again so that would be going into such a deep state of meditation where you can begin by imagining yourself above your body so again this is something that we've played around with in, in the meditations like I think the imagination is what begins to make something like astral projection real like you actually like imagine your your body sort of coming up your astral body sort of coming up out of your physical form and you imagine the texture and you develop this relationship with your environment um, that naturally just kind of like bleeds into uh, the reality creating itself uh, being the potential to astral project and everything but, but again like this takes a degree of practice it takes a degree of like patience it takes a degree of also just like group community and encouragement and sharing and, and again you know that's exactly what this class is for and even with the future meditations and dream classes we'll get more into that um, so yeah like the, the one thing I was just gonna say because it just came to mind 
you know, we're seeing this coming up within the pop culture. We're seeing this coming up within the mainstream. And one of the things I'm specifically referring to right now is actually uh, the movie Doctor Strange, which is on people's radar. And so, I mean, to me, movies are always a reflection of where consciousness is kind of at. And so a few years ago, we had Inception, and people were starting to get interested in dreams. And now Doctor Strange, sort of a continuation along this, this path, this journey of like more movies kind of alluding to conscious themes, uh, is going to literally get into uh, ex exploring and expressing and sharing and educating about our multidimensional reality through, again, the Hollywood spell being casted. Because you watch the trailer, go watch the trailer for Doctor Strange if people haven't seen it yet, and you see he's like learning from a master, and she like punches him, and then his like astral body like floats out of his body, his physical body, and to him he's just like, oh my god, like I'm more than my physical body, and then you see him like traveling through dimensions, and 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 so that's just, I just wanted to put that in there. It's just kind of a reflection of like, now is a good time to begin our personal interests within meditation. Now would be a great time for us to begin exploring it ourselves because it's it's coming up within the collective. Indigo, uh, go ahead. Yeah, and you know, it's I, I love that Corey was working with these indigo children because you know when I was younger, I never really had any kind of leaders or anybody that really showed me that path. And you know, once you humanity, if if you look at this from an indigo perspective, humanity is just like a baby civilization, and they're just coming into their level of consciousness where they're able to start focusing so much consciousness on things that it's able to manifest much more rapidly. Humanity is going from their solar plexus consciousness into their heart. And once that happens, every time that happens, every cycle, that's the golden age where all beings can come and interconnect with humanity. So a lot of these children that are coming in now, it's very important to go through meditation because their levels of consciousness are going to be so high that if they focus on certain things in this reality, other people, animals, and they have bad thoughts, negative thoughts, uh, it can actually have physical effects on some of our reality. So for some of these awakening children and stuff to, to get into meditation early, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and again, you know, going back to the idea of like why should we meditate, um, just becoming aware of our thoughts, becoming aware and control of our actions, that's always a simple thing I'll bring it back to, it's just like instead of being reactive, it gives us a chance to be mindful, and you know, a simple example is like someone does something to you, whereas in the past you might have been like, oh, like they frustrate me, or oh, I want to do something angry or something like that, right? A mindful person will be able to be able to filter in those like thoughts and actions as they're passing through you and before you sort of do something that could lead to a valuable lesson you're just like wait 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 you know like be mindful breathe be present and potentially like avoid making um, you know doing something that you don't necessarily going need to do that may regret in something but again providing a lesson uh, I, I just want to be able to acknowledge that we do actually have a new player who has joined the game and I just want to say hello to Marsha who is with us in the chat so Marsha if you want to test your microphone go right ahead I'm just going to let Marsha unmute yourself There's, yeah, the button up at the top of the chat, you'll see a little microphone icon. It's probably red right now. So we'll just wait for Marsha to get on that. But, yeah, oh, I think it was working. 
There you go. Go ahead, Marsha. <laughs> oh. Marsha, geez. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe your microphone isn't working yet, but I swear I'm hearing something. Um, okay, so we're not entirely 100% sure. Oh, okay. working? Now it is. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Go ahead. Marcia, yeah, okay. Awesome. I'll, I'll just very often. Oh, not at all. We're happy to have you here. <laughs> I was going to say, well, um, I, I just to again welcome you to the circle where we're just talking about meditation and we've been asking everyone like what meditation means to them. Uh, would you like to share a little bit about what meditation is to you or what it means to you? Um, it's funny because I, I went to I do yoga. I've been trying to get into that because it's really hard for me. My idea of like meditating was like just sitting down and trying to like just be in the moment and, and whatnot. But um, I think for me, meditating is anything that gets that um, get gets rid of the blocks that keeps you away from being in the moment. I guess if that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I like active forms of meditation, like when I'm out in nature, just walking or um, like I said, yoga or anything that kind of brings me. Um, connected to the moment. For sure, for sure. Yeah, like I, I like what you said there, like doing, removing the blockages. I believe that's what you said, right? Your microphone's just a little bit choppy, but it's still coming through. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like for sure. Like that, that is definitely um, a good way to approach meditation is kind of a chance for us to observe thoughts, thoughts that may be limiting, and to sort of ask ourselves like what story it is we want to tell ourselves as well. Um, yeah, Marsha, I was going to say, your, your microphone's a little bit choppy, but we can still hear you. I'm not sure. It might just be your computer on your end. But if there's anything else you want to go, okay. go, go ahead, though. We'll, we'll see. It will probably fix itself. But if there's more you want. Okay. Uh, Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, all right, and then when you're not talking, if you just want to use the mute button, and then we'll... When you want to say something, just open up your mic, and then we'll know from there. So, cool. Awesome. Thanks again for joining. And again, shout-out to people who are watching this in the future. Uh, please feel free to join this class meditation. Um, at the top of the hour, yeah, just kind of reminding people what this is and what it is that we're doing here. So again, the uh, ParadigmShiftCentral.com is a real-world game to help shift consciousness, and we are a global team of shifters who are helping create conscious media and building paradigm shift communities where we are across the world. So you can explore the website, you can sign up, you can get involved, and uh, I will just say there's a new feature on the website. <clears throat> Next time you guys go to the website, take a look in the bottom left-hand corner and you'll see this little red bell icon. Click that and then that's going to enable a feature which sends desktop notifications related to Paradigm Shift to your desktop. So even if your browser isn't opened, and instead of you having to go to the website, and instead of having to depend on Facebook or depend on email alone, because none of those are actually fully reliable, this will 
100% get you the notification, but it's only on desktop computers, and it works with Chrome and not Safari, I think, and it works with Firefox. So if you guys are really looking to get the full engagement with this real-world game, then just be sure to, again, go to any link on the main website, paradigmshiftcentral.com, and click the little red bell icon in the bottom and enable desktop notifications. So that will come in super handy in the future, and you'll also get updates on new article content and so forth. So, yeah. And, um, again, if people want to sign up for a profile on the main website, they can. And in terms of upcoming classes that we have, reminding people that the next class is going to be on Tuesday, and that's going to be the dream class. So that's every other Tuesday, and that's where we talk about lucid dreaming and our dream practices. Similar to Destiny School, but just really focused around dreaming, and we come back every couple weeks. And then on Thursday will be the Paradigm Shift Admin Hangout. So the Admin Hangout, is specifically inviting people within the Paradigm Shift communities who are focusing on building physical Paradigm Shift communities where they are, or at least thinking about it or looking for more insight and advice on it, and uh, it's still open to anyone in the community as well, but it's primarily focused around admins being able to talk about how to create Paradigm Shift communities, our challenge, our tactics, and again, the Paradigm Shift communities are just focused on events related to open-minded discussion and meditation circles, so that can really be quite dynamic in terms of how you want to transform it into any sort of event to be able to get conscious people together within your community and to help build the tribe. And again, just repeating that through consistency and holding space. And that's what we're here to help encourage you guys to do. So tuning into this show is, is a part of the ongoing story because, again, you know, as as this show evolves, it's really inviting people and encouraging them to step into the role of leaders within their own community in terms of light guardians, Jedi. This is literally building like a team of Jedi and being able to not only explore topics related to meditation and mindfulness, but to also like bring them into practice as well uh, is an important part of this ongoing story for us to be able to evolve ourselves, for us to be able to shift our own our, our, our own consciousness, for us to be able to evolve our own consciousness. And so, like, that is uh, why I'm excited to be able to have this uh, as one of the earlier Destiny School topics, because I think, you know, before next the next Destiny School, which will be in a month from now, will be on the topic of health and fitness. So, med you can meditation and mindfulness is a great place to start, and then health and fitness will come after that, and then beyond that, um, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly which next class is. It's either Sacred Geometry, and then beyond that, we have one on like UFOs, but you'll see those in the event calendar. is through the main website as well, and you can get the information there for upcoming events. And the other upcoming event is going to be on Sunday. Uh, I'll lock that in for sure in the next couple of days, because it'll either be Sunday or Monday, but it's going to be on the full moon. So most likely Sunday, because the full moon's technically on Saturday. So I'll be the full moon guided journey meditation. So we'll actually be doing a meditation where it will be myself hosting it and those of you who tune into the past and you can go back and listen to the past ones, it will be much like guiding you through a waking dream and, and it will be an imagination rich experience where we'll be walking you through a journey and uh, there's a very likely 
uh, again, I just got to meditate on it some more to figure out what exactly needs to come through within the meditation. But it is my intention to actually bring back and continue the storyline with Merlin that we actually began in the previous meditation. So between now and this one, if you get the chance, you don't need to, but I'd really recommend go back and listen to Paradigm Shift Radio episode 132. And that was the, the guided journey meditation that actually featured the character of Merlin and learning about like hermetic philosophy and things like that. So for me, meditation and mindfulness and, and storytelling are a very interesting dynamic. Um, again, I, I feel when we're doing meditation, like we're literally going into this hyperspace that is this infinite access point. And, and I think it's interesting when we begin to think about meditation as not literally just being something limited within our own mind. But what if, this is just a theoretical idea, are, when we meditate, and I'll ask you guys this, do we have the potential to like tap into a, a hive mind consciousness, you know, sort of thing? Like, can we actually, uh, again, because I think if 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 some if if Tesla can dream up inventions within his dreams and and to sort of learn about the mysteries of the universe this way, is anybody capable of either doing it through meditation or through dreams? Because again, you know, it's all parallel. As we explore meditation, we're also talking about the dream spaces as well in some way or another. Uh, Indigo, go ahead. Yeah, uh, to tap into those kind of thoughts, it's, it's actually tapping into the eighth dimension. Um, the eighth dimension has tons and tons of beings that are focused on new ideas and new inventions for humanity. And whenever people get to a deep enough level of meditation, they can connect into the eighth dimension. And that's where Nikola Tesla got his ideas. That's where Edison got their ideas. And there actually are still aspects of their consciousness that are in eighth dimension, still working on new ideas to help humanity out. So, yeah. Where did I've you? I've never uh, heard that before. Yeah. yeah that's there, awesome. where, where'd you Where'd you hear that? That's it, that indi reference? That's indigo consciousness. It's just uh, I don't know. I don't know how I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't show you my work, man. <laughs> right. I mean, even when we're calling things like eighth dimension or ninth dimension, it's all um, sort of a very uh, human way of describing the idea that things are definitely still interconnected and existing on multiple frequencies throughout this reality. <clears throat> so I mean, yeah. whether it's whether it's eight, whether it's twenty-two, it's it's there. It's up there, sort of thing. It's it's basically like the rainbow. If you look up at a rainbow, it's a pure light photon that's split into the different frequencies of that pure light. So the dimensions aren't really like – a lot of people as humans, they look at it and they say that, oh, this is better. Oh, you're higher. You're, you're, oh, this is good. No, it's not. It's like saying that red's better than blue or indigo is better than, like, green or – you know, it's – it's nothing like that at all. There's no judgment. There's no. It's just different frequencies. So I saw this badass picture um, of the dimensions. It's like a tree of life, and um, I and it it totally made me. I don't know. Feel very comfortable, but it was like it was like angels ninth dimension, and then there was like above that, it was like this other echelon of like angelic beings. Here comes my cat again. And who's an angelic being him damn self, and um, and then God consciousness, and um, and so I don't know. So I just I, I it feels good to think about that inventor like trippy eighth dimension. I like that. Um, I'm and then so like the ascended masters. I've heard um, my friend David say I think like live on the 
maybe the fifth dimension or Palladians are like fifth dimension or and all the Ascended Masters hang out on the sixth dimension actually is what it was what I heard. Um, I love Can all I that. Heard? So go Can ahead, I go ahead. I don't want to try to tell like everybody's thought forms are respected, like but if I can give like a simple breakdown, just um, like the third dimension would be considered the physical dimension. Fourth dimension is actually astral, where you go. It's the thought forms that are creating into the third dimension. Fifth dimension is more of a semi-physical um, fourth dimension. Um, fifth dimension is basically called the realm of the good, right? And then sixth dimension is on top of fifth dimension. It's like the thought forms that bring in a fifth dimension. Seventh dimension is the angelic realm. Okay. okay, and on top of the angelic realm is the eighth dimension, and the eighth dimension is the thought from. forms. <laughs> yeah, the eighth dimension is where the thought forms go into the seventh dimension, and ninth dimension is the ascended master realm, and it just keeps going oh, up and up and up until you reach the consciousness of an entire planet. So that's where we're eventually going to become planets and then stars. But for right now, on the third dimension, focusing on going into the fifth by connecting into the fourth, you know. But. I think it, um, you know, I mean, it's cool, like, everybody has different systems. I don't mean that saying that you're wrong, but for some reason I feel totally. like the Pleiadians live on the 5th, and I don't know why. Yes, they do. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually think what you did there, Jack, actually is a pretty, um, like, logical way of explaining the dimensions, so to speak. Um, again, you know, like, if I were... If I were kind of drawing um, the way how consciousness operates, um, I, I, I kind of I've, I've drawn it before, but it would just basically be like like a small line, and then with a bigger line over top of it, and then a bigger line, and then a bigger line over top of that, and a bigger line. So it's kind of just like an inverted triangle of individual lines, and each line kind of represents uh, a, a degree of awareness, so to speak. So at the very bottom, it would almost be like rocks and minerals, and then above that, it would be like grass and trees, and above that, it would be like a degree of like insects and mammals and that kingdom. So it's kind of working through the kingdoms in, in, in that sense. And then, of course, there's humans. And then, of course, above that, there's like, you know, like higher like more evolved forms of, of intelligence which could relate to just like aliens, physical and stuff like that and then above there you start getting into the idea of like non-physical intelligences and then above there it's like even more non-physical intelligences but with a broader perspective of everything underneath them so it's like the higher up you go the more you can see yeah. looking down kind of thing and then we're kind of looking up at like uh, almost through like a one-way mirror so like we see the mirror looking down at us but from the other side they can see through us but we can't see them sort of thing when you're kind of on that higher dimensional perspective I mean in the same way it's almost as if like when you think about it when we're like looking at bugs you know we could be there sitting there literally standing over a bug and looking at it and to the bug it wouldn't really be aware of it like it wouldn't be like comprehending it within its dimension of perception so like within our dimension of perception we're seeing what's in our dimension of perception but we have to keep in mind that outside of our immediate perception there are like other parts of the universe that are kind of looking in on us and and again you know like going back to the topic of meditation and mindfulness mm -hmm. and everything like that um, understanding that like hey uh, you know that this is where you can start to get into the ideas of channeling and everything and people connecting with their guides and their guardians and and understanding that like meditation is a place for us to sort of log into this hypernet literally this this interconnected web where we have the you know 
it's thing if you realize how much the internet is actually like our mind it starts to help you understand what our mind actually is capable of doing you know in the sense of like yeah. oh you want to go somewhere enter in a website click you're there like it's enter in an idea tune into it you're there sort of thing so as you practice meditation literally on a practical sense through the practice of like how well can you keep your focus on one thing at one time how well can you maintain the integrity of your focus within a practice for an extended period of time reflects on your ability to surf the hypernet to surf the internet of your mind so um, uh, I'll just say this real quick and then I'll pass it off I think maybe Michelle wants to jump in again um, but uh, related to simple practices again you know for people who are starting off with meditation one of like the basic forms of meditation that I invite everyone to practice doing is simple mindfulness meditation where you use your breath as a tool to bring your awareness back to a single point of focus with the practice being of observing your mind's natural tendency to wander by nature and then to like uh, acknowledge that yet also get better at slowly like bringing it back to a single point of focus so you know like literally meditate on your breath you're aware of your breath you're thinking about your breath you're present you're nothing but your breath I could really go for some pizza right now thinking about pizza gonna have some pizza later something like that right like suddenly like y your thoughts just boom it wanders right and this is something everyone's kind of aware of so again noticing that that's going to happen that will happen that is part of how the mind actually works and then once that does, you're you're just like, oh, I'm not thinking about my breath right now because I'm thinking about pizza. You're conscious of that. Gently bring it back to the breath. And then you literally repeat this in the same way you would a gym exercise, a physical exercise, a cognitive ability as part of your Jedi training. You literally practice it with the idea of, of like using this so that when the time comes and you're like in a dream and you're standing you know like it could be in one of our future guided meditations it could be through your own deep exploration of your own meditation when you're kind of like in the presence of something worth being in the presence of and because of the skill that you've developed within your ability to maintain your focus within that moment it will allow you to explore it in whatever way you need to explore it at, at that time it, it gives you more options it gives you more opportunity to begin to explore mm -hmm. your own mind so. Cool. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll let I'll let uh, you guys jump in um, on anything that I said there. But yeah, just really bring it back to practical focus, mindfulness meditation. Use your breath as a tool. Practice focusing on it. Try doing it for five minutes. If you can't do it for five minutes, try doing it for ten minutes, and observe yourself wanting to get up, and then observe like that as part of the test and part of the challenge of why you're meditating, so that you can you can you literally that's part of it. You, you'll be sitting there and you'll just be like, oh, like I really want to get up go through that like observe what happens when you go through that if you have nowhere to be you know if, and so that's why meditation it usually works best when you are, are able to show up to it within a designated time period for example uh, every other Tuesday when we're not doing dream class through this I try to go to a yoga class and then after the yoga class they always have this open meditation group that's free so I'll do my yoga and then I'll go to meditation class because I'm literally going to it, I don't have to like feel as if like, oh, I need to get up and leave 10 minutes into it. Like I am committed to being there. So if you can go to a class that's a meditation, that can definitely help make it easier. And then again, if you're creating a paradigm shift community, you can actually create that opportunity. You create that as a group. Meditating with a group is actually um, 
a really interesting idea. And then there's something really interesting I want to mention related to meditating to a group that I think you guys will appreciate. So again, um, within when you're just doing meditation by yourself, yes, it can be challenging to say, okay, I'm going to do it for the next 30 minutes, and you're your only judge, and you and you can decide if you want to quit and everything like that. But again, that's part of the cha challenge, that's part of the, the uh, development, that's part of, again, meditation is also about developing your willpower and everything. Um, there's a whole other topic related to uh, also, <clears throat> uh, related to energy in general. Um, you know, usually within this broadcast we keep in mind the, the theme of sexual energy and how that ties in, and understanding that the cultivation of sexual energy does tie in with our ability to go into deeper states of meditation, to, to be more focused. It, it, it's going right into like the whole it, it's tapping into that whole aspect of the machine that is using you know this this spiritual this spiritual like connection that is in some ways amplified and, and fueled by, by the uh, potency of the sexual energy that is like moving up the spine and coming up into the brain and again that's where a lot of it's happening so if there's an actual physical alchemical process happening where you're using that literal, literal like the elixir and the seminal fluid then yeah like one just has to keep it in mind as to like how it uh, integrates into their meditation so if you're cultivating your sexual energy I think in some ways it can almost become easier to get past those obstacles whereas you previously might not have been because you can sort of use that sexual energy to turn it into willpower that you can use within your meditation sort of thing. So, yeah. Anyway, that, that was quite a bit, but yeah, if anybody had any thoughts on that, feel free. I've heard that's more particular for men, though. The sexual um, energy part? Can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. I've heard that that's like the... the, the um, I read in a Taoist book that it's more that men lose chi um, by ejaculating or whatever... Um, like you know, losing that—that—that's a loss of energy. But I don't think for women that—that, that, for me, I—that comes up like diet. I've been wanting to experiment with that again because I remember when I was first reading Ram Dass and um, like many years ago when I first started getting into the practice of meditation. Um, your diet has a lot to do with how deep your, like as um, our friend Corey was saying, you fall back into your consciousness. So like things that like if you're on stimulants like coffee you know, or sugar, or if you're just eating more processed kind of foods. Um, if you have a very clean diet, then you'll have very an, an easier access to your consciousness or your depth of consciousness, you know. So that's what that meant. That's what that brought up for me. Um, you said some other really cool stuff about how you use your ma imagination in order to... Um, I, just saw, I just saw this really wonderful retreat from Ram Dass where they talk, he talked about like, yeah, you use your imagination to go through, to talk to, that was the cool thing that you said, to talk to a being who's worth speaking to. That made me really happy because it's so true that we do want to um, be prepared, right? So it's like, why do you work out? You do it so you can climb Mount Everest if that, if you get the chance, right? So it's the same thing with this meditation. It's like, we have to, um, are we, we are disciplined because those doors will open and we want to be prepared for to be able to go through them and and go through them um, gracefully, right, as opposed to, like, stuttering. Um, and I think that's really, really, really 
That's beautiful. It's I, I can see also like just having faith that they come um, as a part of the process as well. Like you do the work and then you know that the universe takes the, the steps for you and that's faith and that's good or a good reminder as I speak out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're preparing the ground, man. We like it's like it's tilling the soil. You're tilling the soil of your consciousness yeah. in faith that you prepare the space and that more good will come to you from doing that. I forget that stuff, man. Oh God, so good. Yeah, like do things now so that you can do even more epic stuff later. And once you sort of fall in love with that future, like I put up a post about this, you know, fall in love with possibilities and potential. Like I'm talking about that in terms of meditation. I'm talking about that in personal potential. So, I mean, yeah, like, you know, even with the paradigm shift stuff, there's a lot of stuff that right now, like I'm working on it so that I can get to working on the other stuff that I'm like even more excited to be working on. Like I'm really excited to get back to working on Journey to Lucidity, but before I do that, I have like other stuff that I just have to do first and then I'll open up the space for that creation to come in. But, but I mean that's just like a literal, again, literal example of how meditation is tilling the soil, like you said, preparing for what's still to come. And, and the beauty of the, the mystery of the unknown is, is also amazing. Um, Michelle, go, go ahead and then we're, we're just going to introduce, uh, we have a new player who's joined the game as well. Okay, you're, the psychic connections are like blowing my mind. Okay, so I, <laughs> I struggled. I didn't get to put a video out this week because of the freaking, um, I was crazy. But um, <laughs> you just said the thing about <laughs> I was in my mind, like overdrive. <laughs> Um, but you said the possibilities, like fall in love with the possibilities, okay? Mm-hmm. So I wrote, of course, I wrote like six different articles to share and to give, and the mystery of the unknown, because that was the whole thing for why do we have anxiety, because of the unknown, blah, blah, blah. But like that was my answer, so did you post that this week? Because my answer was the possibility, so program your mind, right, <laughs> mindfulness, to think of the possibilities as opposed to... The, all of the potential negative things that could happen, you have to like imagine like a child like be wondrous, you know, like with life and passionate, you know, and find that, um, cultivate your freaking like playground astral, like we call it a game, a video game, you know, like program it with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Don't be like crazy with the unknown, you know, or or even crazy with the known, you know. Don't be crazy. <laughs> but anyway, did you pick that post this week? Your post? No, I honestly didn't. So that was just like in the in the hive mind, I guess. So you said that you just posted it, but it was oh. some other time. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, th- I thought you. I misunderstood. Yeah, I posted. Yeah, what I posted the other day was fall in love with possibilities and potentials, and yeah, I posted that like two days ago or yesterday. So yeah, yeah, I was ready to get. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah. Now it's funny when we like step back and look and we're just like learning our individual lessons and we sync up and we're just like it's like, oh, like I was learning about that this week too, you know? And (laughs) (laughs) there's like themes in in, of lessons that sort of come in waves. I think the planets have a lot to do with that actually. We'll talk about that more in another class. Oh completely and Mm. we should totally do an astrology class. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. I got some good people who can add into that conversation. My buddy Jeremy's like an expert on it, so cool. Let's do awesome. it. Good idea, Michelle. Cool. Well, um, I, at this point, I just want to be able to acknowledge we actually do have a new player who has joined the game. So, uh, Ashley, welcome to the classroom. And if you would just like to say hello, by all means, go ahead. 
Hello, Ashley. Oh. Ashley, can you hear us okay? Okay, so Ashley, if you can hear us, feel free to say hello at any point. I think I think she's there. Maybe she doesn't have headphones in yet. Okay, so we'll wait to hear Her from... Her picture is great, though. <laughs> yes, I like your picture. <laughs> um, Ashley, just checking again, are, are, are you able to hear us? And are you there? Okay, so Ashley just dropped, but we'll uh, we'll check back in and we'll see if she has anything to add. Um, yeah, you know, again, uh, meditation and mindfulness. This, this is a really important topic because it allows us to sort of get into the idea of exploring potentials and possibilities. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, again, I... I, I, I I, whether I've said it directly in this episode or not, I mean, it is kind of like one of the things that I like to say fairly often, but a big part of this Paradigm Show Central project is encouraging us and helping each us, helping each other and growing and working towards literally becoming better dreamers within the dream. So again, mm -hmm. going back to this concept of like understanding that dreams that we create with our thoughts in our dreams and we create with our thoughts in this reality because they're still part of the same thing. They still work under the same fundamental principles that where attention goes, energy flows sort of thing. That basic concept. As you think, so shall you become. So I mean, meditation is again like tuning an instrument. I, I love that metaphor. So thinking of our bodies literally as instruments, as they are. And then the idea of when you meditate, you know, again, say you're going to do like a big presentation in the morning. If you take five minutes or ten minutes to meditate, it's like tuning your instrument. And, and that could make a huge difference in how well you do in your meditation just by like allowing yourself to be like calm and relaxed instead of the alternative, which is like fidgety and nervous and just like kind of uncertain and everything. Whereas like meditation brings us into that slowness which physically like reflects like in our character just to be able to kind of like move through things kind of like almost like you know when Neo's like blocking Agent Smith you can kind of like just get into this zone where things can come at you in your reality Agent Smith can come at you in your reality and you're just like no you know you're just like blocking it out of the way kind of thing like you can use that as a metaphor to as you're moving through your I'm just kidding as you move through no your psychological gymnasium um, in that sense. So, I mean, this is a really important thing that I want to remind people that, like, meditation practice is literally that. It is a meditation practice in some ways. In other ways, like, it is fully a thing in itself. But look, thinking about it as a practice for what we are doing outside of our meditation, which, again, is just, like, interacting with our community, being present within wherever it is we are, like, doing what we need to do. So, I mean, you, you meditate and you sit down and you align yourself. And going back to the instrument metaphor, you tune your instrument, and then you go out there and you play as a part of the song. You play as a part of the literal one verse, the, the giant cosmic orchestra that we are all playing. So what happens when more and more of us start to tune our instrument? And then we realize that, like, we're actually creating this beautiful song that was always there but we just couldn't really hear it as well because everybody's instrument was like out of tune and everything so the the concepts of harmony and and vibration and harmonics uh, and meditation for me they're, they're all related and, and they can all sort of be grasped in a very um, literal and metaphorical perspective to help us gain a better understanding as to like why we should meditate uh, as, as an example 
Um, yeah, so I mean that, that's that's just another thing uh, that I was going to mention. There's there's a few other things I want to mention, definitely related to um, meditation. Like I said, I was going to mention some stuff about meditating as a group, but um, I'll just open up the if uh, Indigo or Michelle, if you guys, um, Marsha just literally just dropped as well. But um, if either of you guys wants to jump in, by all means. Or any thoughts on anything I said about instruments and stuff? If you are it's an beautiful. instrument, what, what <laughs> instrument would you be? It's like, uh, it's like Beauty and the Beast. Everyone's like an inanimate object that talks now. So, if you want to talk <laughs> about instruments, in my mind, I cannot get out of my mind how Michelle was talking about seeing the dolphins and how the dolphins are at a fifth-dimensional Dolphin level of a consciousness, but they're second-density beings in a third dimension. Whoa, man. Like, you get into densities and dimensions, that's when it really gets, like, hard to understand. So that's why, like, earlier I was simplifying the whole mm. dimensional level thing, to keep it simple. Because it's so complex mm. that, you know, like, different levels of that. But, anyways, going back to um, what Michelle was saying about the dolphins, I'd like to hear more about that, if that's, if that's cool. You want me to talk about dolphins? Yes! Fifth dimensional beings! Dolphins are very sacred, special, um, like, the dolphins, oh my god, I could talk about that, that's super sacred though, should I say that? The dolphin... <laughs> Ch channel the dolphin. Yeah. Oh my god, my friend, oh, <laughs> I love you guys. Dolphin, dolphin laugh. I love... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from either. That's great. That's great. Um, I just saw there. dolphins today. Um, the dolphins are in the the. I feel like dolphins have rainbow energy that have a lot of the crystal oh, crap, children <laughs> have the same kind of energy. They're very healing. Um, I'll just say, um, talk about Syrian Palladian consciousness. I feel like the dolphins the are children. part of that, um, <laughs> the rainbow <laughs> bird tribe medicine carriers. I feel like all of that is tied um, together. They're grid holders. Like you would like that indigo because you're all about the grid and the frequencies. Um, that's that's really my knowledge of what. Uh, what the medicine that they carry is that their sonar, they're, they're tuned to a vibration of love and like a higher dimensional consciousness. And, and I wonder if they're, I wonder if they make song, right? And then that's also a grid, you know, like they, and, and you know how they migrate in a grid? Like, so it's almost like they have their own web and, and probably like the pollution of the world and how they're like leaving the planet, I've heard. Um, I've heard that that's negative. What are you giggling? Who's giggling? Oh, I'm just—it's uh, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So. Oh, is that what that's from? Well, yeah, the dolphins are just gonna like fly away at some point. <laughs> that's, that's literally what's gonna happen. Space dolphins. It's kind of like they only I'm, stay in the water to so Aztecs. Confuse no. us. <laughs> Mayans. It's the Mayans. They only stay in the water to confuse us. But it's like the Mayans, like they 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 shift in and out of this dimension because they don't really have to be here, because they understand how to travel. And if we want to get like freaky, like with the uh, pyramids, you know, and going through the different time 
like all that can happen. I wonder if, and I always said like the, okay, now I always sound like a crazy person, but I don't even care. Like, you know how like the ocean is like space? So I wonder if you can like teleport in the ocean. <laughs> the, the ocean is like the womb. Like everybody is born in water. Everybody is in the in the, yeah. the belly when it's, you know, like that's where everything is born from. It's like yeah, the man. earth's higher self. Mm-hmm. Water. Water coming out of the water. Or like primordial, like yeah. the primordial, you know, ooze, like the primordial rar. Rar, the primordial rar. So thanks for asking yeah. me that question. That was an interesting we'll riff that. That, that came out. Yeah. And I'm glad I told the truth. You know, like I was like, I don't know if I should talk about what I feel about, like whatever. What was the crazy part? Like, like I, I don't know. Like, what was the part you were holding back? It didn't. The Syrian consciousness, like the Pleiadian Syrian whale, like that's like a really sacred yes. thing okay. to me. Go ahead, Indigo. go. No, no, I was actually gonna bring that up when you were talking, it, but I so held it back, and I didn't. I didn't really want to talk about the Syrians actually being. They they come here as manatees before, or not manatees, I'm sorry, they come here as dolphins and, and they're a part of that matrix and they, they build up their consciousness to be able to survive with the earth consciousness before they actually come as humans, as, I guess you would call star seeds or whatever, but a lot of humans come from all different parts all over. And sure. if you really want to get this dimension thing down, we're in all dimensions at once, okay? There's a dimensional aspect right. of every single human on all dimensions right now. So. You know, Christ was Agreed. ninth dimensional, ascended master, meaning he was connected with all his levels of consciousness all the way down to the physical third dimensional being. So the physical right. version of you is is your skin and stuff. That's just third dimensional. There's other different layers. Right. So we're in all of them. But humans have been disconnected from those other aspects oh, of themselves. Yeah. So And meditation helps us sink back into the awareness of Thank them. you, Scott. Boom. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, totally. <laughs> Like, this whole project, like, a huge part of it is just, like, trying to comprehend what it means to be a multidimensional being by nature. And so a big part of it is just, like, uh-huh. how do the dolphins fit into this? How do concepts like the Palladians, how do we understand things? How do we talk about things? And then, like, as you wrap your head around this, like, it really, for me, like, brings even more credence to the practical stuff of, like, what we're doing here within the physical. And even just to, like again, be kind of aware that this is, here within the physical, there's like a sense of duty, there's like a sense of privilege, you know, like there's right. literally the, the other parts of the universe that are kind of like watching us and they're just like like cheering us on and, and yes. so we're, we're kind of having to just, you know, put forth our best effort. Give it with, do it with your best shot. Da, da, da. <laughs> you did not just do that. Shot. I don't know why that came in. I'm just like, that's like that brings me back to like really hockey, cute. to be honest. Like I, they play that song between whistles, I swear. So <laughs> Come on and hit me with your best shot. Da, da, da. Hit me with your best, best shot. shot. Yeah, so like that's Fire what we're doing. Away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fire away. Fire the love lasers. So glad you guys... You guys are as crazy as me, so... It feels so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay, so meditation-wise... Um, Talk about being a warrior. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, no, totally, <laughs> totally. Okay, so I'll... I'll uh, um, there's a couple other things I was trying to 
think about okay yeah okay so one of the things again like understanding why should we meditate what's the purpose of meditating so I mean we can talk about like the whole studies that have been done where meditation has actually made a difference on physical communities where people have talked about like focusing their intention towards something and noticing a visceral effect of it um, there's like a specific study I just can't remember the name of it um, one, one thing I actually want to do uh, within this class though I know it's something we're still kind of learning within the format of things but like as and it kind of works better when there's even more people but as people are co in the the destiny school classrooms for future reference to like kind of be researching things and pulling links and then posting them as comments into the live chat as like building a resource of articles related to meditation or links about meditation so if anybody within the live chat or either you guys have any links related to meditation feel free to drop them into the comments and the sections and stuff so I was, I was just saying you know because like there is that and maybe Indigo you can pull this up like there is that study of a specific place and it has a name and I just can't remember it, but it's like the the something something effect, the Mayurishi effect, Miryashi or something like that it's like a town in Japan or something like that Mayurashi or something like that so anyways, um, understanding that, or, or just opening up the conversation and be like, how real is this? How, how, how much of this is something that we need to consider? And then you get into this, um, this idea of meditation actually being something that becomes a practical tool that we can actually use to help other people. And this is where, again, going back to the global meditations that we do as a team is something that I'm really interested in because, again, you know, within our global meditations, so for those of you who haven't done these, please go back and check them out and just experience them when you get a chance. But what we do is we'll literally, like, through this whole visualization, by the time we get closer to the end of it, I literally guide us through a visualization, a rich visualization, where we float above our, our, our bodies, above our house, basically a guided astral projection, and then we imagine energy like around our body, and then we're like projecting energy, love energy, like into our towns and our communities, kind of like Dragon Ball Z, and I'm literally using those metaphors, and we have music that goes with it, and uh, this actually gives me another thing to talk about that I was doing today in my meditation. And then we go even higher up, and then we put like even more sort of like perspective of floating up in space and like sending that energy down into the earth and everything. So again, you know, like the intention for me doing this and bringing this into the meditation is just like how much of an impact is this making on the world? Like, is this actually working? And the only way to sort of know is by doing it. And 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 that's kind of like it, it, to to presume a, and just be like a person who's like, oh well, I'm super skeptical, and since there's no pro proof, there's no point in doing it. Rather, I'm just like, let's do it to see and to sort of also know that there actually is because from my higher understanding and my higher perspective of truth like I I know that that is making a difference because it's literally again what I was talking about earlier like the imagination is kind of what helps bring things into form if you imagine sending love into earth and like peace on earth and things like that like that can actually again not just peace on earth like that's kind of like this sort of I think I think it's a great sort of term and everything like that, but like let, let's like just like focus on the idea of healing the earth and and just like sending love energy in general. And through those visualizations, it connects the whole community. So I mean, there's another aspect as to why meditation is valuable when group meditation synchronizes people around a single vision and intention. That becomes a very powerful and very visceral experience. And you guys have known who have done the global meditations. Like people have literally cried during them, and, and we can literally see each other in our meditations, and it's so visceral. And uh, and it, and it opens us up within meditation to the um, activation sensations, which is another thing to, to take note of. And uh, 
I'll explain that real quick for those of you who might not be familiar, but it's that sensation that you get when it's like a tingling up the spine, but sometimes it can be really rich, and it's raining out right now, which I'm really happy about, because I actually, it was like, I, I manifested this rain. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not just going to, well, literally, because it was just like, I, like, I checked, according to the weather, it's just supposed to be cloudy, and then like, even today, I'm just like, I'm just like, I really hope it rains. I really hope it rains. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Even though it's just like, no, it's just like, my mom was just like, oh, it's just going to be cloudy. Like, it's just cloudy. That's what the internet says. And, and then I'm, so now that it's raining, I'm just like, yes. So anyways, um, shared dream reality creating itself. Um, but what I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, I, without taking myself too seriously, but at the same time just ignoring that there's a correspondence, because not even to say that I manifested the rain, but also I was like tuned in with the reality of the fact that the rain was already coming sort of thing. It wasn't just me wishfully hoping. It was actually me being like, I can hear it. Like, I can hear the future coming. Um, and that goes into a whole uh, topic related to, again, how mindfulness and meditation can actually it helps us develop our psychic connection intuitive abilities um, and be able to anticipate the future and have foresight and develop our Jedi senses. Um, but yeah, going back to the idea of, of energy healing the world and group meditation, that's all very important. But Indigo, I know you have your mic open, so go ahead. I just want to touch on the subject of the rain and connecting with your shamanic abilities as a human being. In the past, there have been many people that were able to manifest rain. It's basically connecting your soul through your heart down into the Earth's core to be able to have uh, an actual effect with your consciousness. But this isn't something where you can like do it from the ego and force it. This is something where you have to actually merge with the consciousness of the Earth and merge with the best for the consciousness grid of humanity. So it's not like you can force it. But if you do have a pure intention in your heart that you set with, when you develop higher levels of, of consciousness through meditation, <laughs> you're able to actually affect reality in the physical dimensions with your consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I, definitely, definitely. Um, that's like a you know an awareness I was back within like the tribal like you said like the shamanic and the tribal and the Native Americans where they would do their rain dances and stuff like that like that wasn't literally just them being hopeful like that was actually them understanding that their vibrations were interacting with the you know the clouds and the atmosphere and the reality around them and the intentions and and creating like a gravitational vortex um, I think that's an interesting idea when you just think about how ideas have like a gravity in themselves and when you put enough intention towards an idea, it creates like an actual gravitational field around it that begins pulling intentions and, and opportunity and, 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 you know, unfolding stories into play. So, I mean, when more of us begin focusing on shifting paradigms, like, it, it, it continues to, like, move the story forward. Like, we are fueling the, the unfolding aspects of reality through our imagination. Um, that's, like, something just to sort of keep in mind. But it's still going to be happening regardless. But as we direct our intention through meditation as a laser, it can do it with, again, to become better dreamers within the dream, to be more actively involved with doing it, to help accelerate this process, opposed to the opposite of us doing nothing, is sort of just kind of one way to think about it. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, thanks Jack for bringing that point. Uh, I was just going to say before we go any further, I actually just wanted to introduce, we have a new player who joined the game, and uh, Summer is here, so I just want to give a shout out to Summer, and Summer, if your microphone's working, feel free to say hello. I don't know if y'all can hear me. Is it working? Yes, we can awesome. hear you perfectly. Hey, love you guys. 
Awesome. Well, well, welcome, Summer. And um, I was just going to say, uh, we've been kind of asking, even since the beginning of the Hangout, like what meditation means to us. Did you, uh, you want to share a little bit about what meditation means to you at this moment? Um, not right now. I'm okay, just cool. kind of listening in. Perfect, perfect, awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for tuning in. And uh, is your daughter still present out of curiosity? No, she, okay. she's here for a minute. No, okay, she's cool. Well, shout out, shout out to all the people listening in the future uh, of all ages. Um, whoa, there's lighting outside. I don't know if you guys saw that. Could you guys hear the rain when I was holding my microphone up? Can, can, you, can you hear this? Awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. So can I speak a little bit to this? Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. Okay. I had a a guy named Carlos Cruz. You, I don't know if you guys yes. should check him out on He's Facebook. In the community. Yeah. But um, he actually came to my house in Florida, and that's where the I had the, I was doing the grid working stuff, and a, a spirit wanted to actually activate him to do grid working too. At that time, I didn't know what was going on, but it was the uh, Fourth of July. And um, we were working to manifest uh, some storms, um, some rain, and it was the Earth consciousness that was pushing us to do this. So we were both kind of working in sync together to bring in this rain. It started raining down on us, and we looked like fools outside, of course, from the regular consciousness of humans at this point. We're looking like we're crazy. We were sitting out in the rain pouring on us, and we're like, yeah! You know, and anyways, long story short, we were having, we were bouncing back and forth divine thought in our mind and every single time we had divine thought the lightning would strike you know and then that lightning of course creates thunder it was a little bit delayed but it would there were some kids next door that were shooting off fireworks and stuff even I guess it was from the garage because it was raining but they were shooting them off anyways fourth of July you know how it is in America but they were shooting off the fireworks and about the time that the fireworks would explode the lightning would strike and then the earth would make her fireworks yeah, yeah, <laughs> synchronistically, as we're talking about this, like, yeah, and so the abilities that we have as humans are so much more than we've been told that we've understood, and to be able to harness those abilities, you really have to do meditation. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, shout out to the thunder and lightning outside, because so, I, I saw, because... I saw the lightning, and I'm just like, oh, thunder's coming, so I, like, take my microphone and hold it to the window in time, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so just bringing it back to concepts of meditation, why we should meditate, there's there's a few other points that I definitely really want to hit on, and again, just, you know, reiterating kind of what Jack's saying, meditation is just, like, an opportunity for us to connect into our natural abilities that we actually have as, a, you know, creators within this dream as, as interconnected beings, you know, understanding that you do not end where your physical body ends, what you recognize as your physical body, like, and you are connected, you are connected to your environment. <laughs> and so meditation can be even something where it can allow you to be more conscious of the energy that you're emitting, uh, say, for example, just as, like, space holding, or say, for example, if you're just, like, going into a room and people are kind of, like, feeling down and crummy, like your mindfulness can actually help you elevate the energy of the room and sort of like bring a new life into it and just like bring joy into it. And, you know, like even doing things like free hugs, which of course is something we encourage within the Paradigm Shift community regularly, bringing an idea of meditation into that. So instead of just being like, 
holding your free hug sign and not really thinking too much about it, which is still fine because it will still work, but to also do it with mm -hmm. like a degree of intention and almost imagining the toroidal field around your body in that moment and being conscious of that. And again, so just through your imagination um, of, of like the energy, it, it, it allows you to sort of like interact with it on a subtle and more dynamic way. And this is actually something that um, I was mentioning to earlier and then I'll pass the mic around, microphone around again as well. And uh, just as a foresight, we'll aim to get wrapped up probably no later than 12 to keep the show at about three hours, which is a good runtime. Um, but what I was going to say though, within the, and I think I might have actually mentioned this within the past broadcast that we did possibly on the last team hangout, but what we actually did the did though was during the Jedi Training Academy, which is again an exercise class, an exercise and open-minded discussion class that I run in the park on Saturdays at 1 p.m. in London, Ontario, Canada, Victoria Park, Meet by the Tank, 1 p.m. Saturdays, and so it's meta it's metaphysical discussion and exercise. Within the discussion that we were doing, we did the meditation, and uh, and, and we also did this at the last paradigm shift meeting too. Wow, that's rain's really coming. Can you guys? How well can you hear the rain? Like, is it? It's not. Not so much. It's okay. No. It's fine. I just want to make sure because it's like loud to me. But um, what I was saying though, so within the meditation, this is something I'm telling you guys so that you guys re can repeat this. We it worked really cool. Um, we only had four of us at the time when we did this within the Jedi Academy, and that that was a good number to sort of start with. And what I did is I guided us through a meditation, got us into that Zen place, you know, if you want to call it that, just into a relaxed place where we're not getting distracted by our physical body, connecting with our breath. And then I brought our attention to focusing on the imagination of the toroidal field around each one of our bodies. So imagining like energy kind of coming in through the head, down through like the through the throat, down through the heart, down through the sacral, the root, going out the root, out and around, kind of like angel wings, kind of wings, that toroidal field, back up and around and through the head. And so you're breathing through this and you're doing and you're imagining it, you're visualizing it. And and again, what makes this actually so interesting is the knowing that you're not just making up the idea of this energy field, but knowing that it's already always there, and by you imagining it, it allows you to sink into the realness of it that is already there. And then, so what we actually do next is that as a group, we imagine a toroidal field, again, you know, a donut shape, if you want to think of it that way. Most people would know what a toroidal field is at this point, but imagining that around us as a group. So we have our individual ones and then we have a group one. So the group one's kind of going right through the middle of our group and that's actually where in the meditations lately I've been using this uh, magic pine cone that you guys can see in, in my video, this like glass crystal pine cone. So we use that as like a focal point and even have done stuff where we do open-eyed meditation and use that as a sign to focus on open-eyed meditation which is super potent and something I can talk about more a little bit separately. Open-eyed meditation in general is something I want to get into a little bit more before we finish the broadcast, but um, so imagining sure. that toroidal vortex around us as a group was very, very interesting and the extra interesting thing that I want to mention here and then I'll pass it off is the idea that it seemed through my own experience that in that moment our intention was to keep our focus on that toroidal field as a practice of mindfulness in the same way we would do it with our breath where if we notice our mind wandering we bring it back to the imagination and to the connection of the toroidal field and so what I found is that when my mind wandered I was able to bring it back to that sensation and to that awareness of the toroidal field imagination easier because 
there was other there were other people also focusing on that same imagination aspect at that same place at that same time and so this is something where like again I'm kind of exploring this almost from a scientific experiment point of view and this is where I want to ask you guys if you've either had experience or any perspectives to add to this validity of this theory but the theory is is that like literally in that moment because all of us were thinking about the same thing it allowed each of us to tune into that idea and that concept with focus more easily because it was like more accessible it was more ripe it had like more of a current to it that we could just kind of like flow into and then it's just like oh okay we're there and then you know you're imagining the toroidal field in the va- in the in the matrix but you're also like feeling it on like an energetic and a visceral level so yeah that's something where um I'd encourage other people to sort of try that with their friends, you know, try imagining a toroidal field, even if it's just like you and one other person, and and to do it with a small group, observe, is it easier for you to tune in to that point of focus with the idea of using it as a meditation practice to keep your focus on one spot at one point at one time as practice, as training, and as like healing the earth. And say, Oh, yeah, and then the other thing, and I'll just say this real quick, was like as we were doing this, we were also... <clears throat> imagining that we were sending out like a love bubble from where we were and it was like healing the park and it was healing our community so that was part of it as well so yeah but go, go ahead who um I think Jackie wanted to go or Michelle so either one no it's just on my computer it says 11-11 I just was going it's 11-11 but it's 11 5 yeah I was going to say on your computer yeah but on my iPhone but anyways okay well, it's a good heads up because we can do we can meditate through the eleven eleven actually. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another idea related to that I can mention too. Um, but yeah, w- w- any any thoughts that you guys have on on that theory of like when more people meditate on one idea, it makes it easier for other people to tune into that frequency or that concept. Is there validity to that more, theory? When when two or more are gathered, right? That's like Jesus said mm-hmm. that when two or more are gathered. There will I be. Therein will I be. So um, I, it's just like joining prayers, and then it's just more chi, more energy, as Boogie would say. It's just the the flow. You're just um, the focus. You know, the focus is the flow. They say that suffering is on Earth because of the collective consciousness being at a certain vibration. Um, and that if the whole point of us being guardians of the light and stewards of this new consciousness is to shift to that, so we're alleviating suffering and then going back into the golden age, and that's the whole cycle of time that we come in and out of this, and, you know, we're dancing. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, shared space, shared minds, you know, shared, um, shared, shared intentions are very powerful, very powerful to move mountains. Right, and we we'll build the pyramids with our shared intention. So, I think it's a very beautiful thing to do, and that's mm-hmm. why I think meditation circles and and gatherings like this and stuff like like this even was very healing for me. It juiced me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is our collective intention. Um, it reminds you of that space in you where you know the truth. Mm-hmm. So, that's my two cents. Yeah. Mm. Remember. What are you eating, you Skull? Are. I am eating grapes. Remember I, who you are. <laughs> I wish I could share these grapes with you guys. So, but yeah, eventually. What are, what are they? What is it? Grapes, purple grapes. Aw, they're grapes. <laughs> they grew out a tree just for me, 
or a bush. A vine. Um, or a vine. A <laughs> bush. <laughs> Sorry. Mm, I don't know how trees and berries and grapes always look. Sometimes it's trees. Bush and grapes. <laughs> Going them on a feel- vine, making them feel fine. Going on a bush. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you got a laugh out of my ignorance there, Michelle. Thanks. No, well, you make it sound so silly. I mean, like, not so great, but it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No, they're good, though. They're delicious. It I love having snacks. Laugh. Mm-hmm. I love um, snacks, too. <laughs> I like your, you have, like, Egyptian stuff behind you on your paintings and your... Yeah, in my living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's there's ISIS. Super Egypt power. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, even, like, the concept of, like, well, what did the Egyptians think of meditation? How did they incorporate meditation into their practices and stuff, you know? Let me ask them. I'll be right back. Yeah, some some people talk about, again, you know, and this has come up in the previous, like, how the, the pyramids were, like, meditation ascension chambers, and that was actually, like, part of their idea is that, like, that's an interesting concept in itself. When you meditate in different places, or you even use different tools and you have them around you, how that can actually change your meditation. Like, I, I, I know there are people who talk about devices. Whoa. Okay, electricity just kind of, like, flashed in here. So if um, if this randomly shuts off, then you'll know why. So it, mean, it means I have ascended to the fifth dimension. <laughs> I am with the dolphins now. <laughs> I have returned to my people. Um, oh, but, oh, Brendan, we knew him well. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, it'll be here eventually. Um, what I was going to say, though, is that with the, uh, yeah, like, um, there, there's there's a few other things that I want to talk about, like, in, in terms of meditation. Uh, I'm just trying to think of which one to talk about first. Um, if, if either of you guys want to jump in. Open-eyed meditation was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you wanted okay. to talk about open-eyed meditation. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about um, we'll talk about open-eyed meditation because that's something that I feel is really interesting, and people can get a lot of experience out of open-eyed meditation and eye gazing meditation. Would be something um, that oh, kind of go parallel. Oh, we did that when we first met. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Like eye gazing was like something that I was kind of like around the time of 3DL. That was kind of when I was like first starting to get into it and everything like that. So it was trending. <laughs> It was trendy, yes. Well, well, I mean, you know, with the eye-gazing meditation, so as a context for people, like, the, the, the idea behind it is that you sit with another person, and you're, and it, but you can do this with a mirror as well. <clears throat> oh, it's 11-11. Okay, we'll talk about this in a second. Let's all take a moment. That, that was the other thing I was going to talk about, so thanks for reminding me. It's 11-10 on my clock right now, so what, um... When it comes to the 11-11 gates, I, I, I just as like a mini ritual that you guys can create in your day, use it as like a symbolic gate to sort of carry an intention through. This is something that I sort of like to remind us mm-hmm. of. So within this moment, we're just going to like take a few breaths here and kind of carry an intention with us through this gate. So <clears throat> as a shared intention, um, let's just bring in the theme of mindfulness. So to state the obvious. So I just invite you guys 
wherever you are, even listening to this in the future, just take a moment to relax. Relax your shoulders. Mm. And gently just using your breath. Gentle inhales. Gentle exhales. Allow your body to relax. Notice even by the third breath, just the state that you've brought yourself into. How powerful the breath is bringing you into this space. And so with the thought of mindfulness, just continue to think of that, that mere thought, what it means to you, projecting it as an intention while using the breath as the sails for this intention. So just take a few moments here to breathe on your own, very simply, mindfully. Take a few more breaths here. So still being mindful of your breath, slowly just folding that intention, bringing your awareness back into your breath, back to your physical body. When you're ready, you can slowly wiggle your fingers if you want to, your toes, and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the room around you. So, yeah, I mean, even doing that just as like a little micro meditation, I'm, I'm fascinated by the concept of how quickly one can allow themselves to sort of get into that, that space where they drop into that meditation. Because, again, you know, like there's almost like a flavor to it. And I want people to be able to associate a relationship with that flavor, like not like a, like a taste, but literally like a flavor to what meditation can feel like for them when they kind of drop into that place of stillness and they're in their breath and everything like that. You know, associate a relationship so that when you're you're there, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm there. And like sometimes, like if I'm like really sitting down and meditating, I notice it because it feels like my body size changes. In, in, in like a visceral way, like it's weird. Like it, it almost feels like either like I'm really small or like I'm really big or something like that. And it's kind of this process of like 
disassociation from my body while still being present of it as I kind of like travel deeper into this inner space kind of thing. Literally, you know, like we go into this space. It's a psychedelic experience every time that we use our imagination. Again, we just sort of overlook it. Um, yeah, any thoughts that you guys have or just even on that meditation? Could you guys hear the rain okay? Was that working? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. <laughs> when that rains... Yeah, the rain was... Yeah. Sorry, good. Go ahead, Jack. I think you're clear. No, it's just when the rain was kicking in, man, it was just, oh, it was making me feel like, yeah, the intention you had earlier in the mid-working activational layers of self and just so much <laughs> coming in at that second when you had the rain going. But sorry for cutting you off, Michelle. What were you saying? Oh, um, all I wanted to share was that I could, I definitely felt the group, like the privilege of being in a circle because it's, I could energetically feel, I felt it was you guys more than my guides, but it was like through the tingles, it was like almost like I felt you guys on either side of me. You know, I like, I felt like I was in a circle meditating. There was a depth to it, not so much in my own awareness. It wasn't an inner depth, but it was a depth like the toroidal field of the vibration by being in that space with you guys collectively, like in that consciousness. Um, it, and I feel like a lot of people will relate to that, is that when you meditate in circle, you'll have a different experience than when you meditate on your own. Um, and what's cool about meditating in circle is um, there's less judgment about like you trying to achieve anything. You're just happy because you're with other souls and you're doing it just by being together. And I think that's really mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, when you were when you were having those thoughts, I was I actually was in the meditation. I looked up and I saw one of your higher selves, and it was like a light. And I looked up and I was like, you might have even seen me in the meditation with my eyes closed, like looking through the veil, like who is that? What is going on there? And I was like, you're one of your higher selves, like just like glowing. And I'm like, oh cool. And then I went back to normal, like. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful because yeah, that feels like right. That feels like it. It is like other planes and my consciousness is like I have an C on that level but like not fully 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 you know what I mean so I'm sensing basically versus actually physically seeing you know so I'm sensing like oh somebody's seeing me or oh that's a there's a energy there to my right you know mm -hmm. but but like Brendan was saying, like whenever you have that imagination and you're actually thinking those thoughts that is mm -hmm. actually creating things, you know, so mm -hmm. it, it, it does tie in, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. No, yeah, and there's just so much going on. It's I love, like, the higher self thing. Like, my higher selves are, like, way badass, and, like, they do a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, my, my normal self is like, oh, is that happening? So, I don't know. I, I'm sure we all feel that way. Our higher selves are, like, up to ninja status, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Summer, what did you did you want something to say? I thought. Um, no, not really. That was just my mm. first like time to group meditate, so it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Awesome. Yeah, cool. we're glad you could join us. Thanks, mm -hmm. me too. That was really awesome. Yeah, we can we can finish off with another short meditation uh, to to finish off the class. Okay. Um, I wanted to say one more thing too. Like it's only okay. 11 here because I'm in Texas, mm. and it's not raining, but my lights were like flickering, and I thought that was so crazy. Ooh, yeah, that was wild. Oh, trippy! Wild, <laughs> wild. Very synchronistic. Yeah. 
That's neat. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, before the meditation, we, we were talking about uh, open-eye meditation and eye-gazing and stuff like that. Um, do you guys want to go into that again, or was there anything else that you guys want to... Eye-gazing, if people have not done it, they really need to do that, because we were privy mm. to the, the trending <laughs> wave of the eye-gazing, and, um, and it's, it, it was like that, because I don't see people do it that much anymore. But um, really? uh, it's really beautiful to sh it actually if you with people that you trust oh wow I'm actually being warned from my guides which is really cool um, to say that it's really important to eye gaze with people who are on a vibrational frequency that are si that is similar to you um, that was like that actually came through me to say because that's true because you don't want to like pour your soul to just to like anybody but if you feel in your heart if your heart expands when you're with somebody I gaze with them, and then watch you guys shape shift <laughs> into different, more like different yeah. past lives and people, and <clears throat> and 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 completely. Yeah, Skull, do you want to add to that with the face changing thing and how? Yeah, it's definitely like, something. Like, you. like that's some. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, eye gazing is definitely a, a, a paradigm shifting experience um, for people to be able to have, uh, and so. Again, like sort of approaching this from like a metaphysical perspective of trying to understand what the heck is actually going on. From my best guess, and this isn't really something I've like read somewhere. It's just something that makes sense for me, in the same way it would make sense for anybody who just thinks about it in a certain way, I guess. But basically, I would explain it as being the uh, understanding that the eyes. You know, we talk about how the eyes are windows to the soul. Literally, the eyes are like bandwidth cables for conscious information related to ourselves. <laughs> And Sorry. so, yeah, yeah, totally. And so when, when we're looking into another person's eyes, it's sort of like connecting cables and sort of like we're taking our cable and we're like plugging it into them and they're taking their cable and they're plugging it into us kind of thing. And so both of us are getting... Like Avatar. Feeds. Yeah, oh yeah, when they plug their tails together and, and they procreate through that way. But like this is, um, yeah, just with the eyes and everything. So when you do that, it's this very energetic connection that for some people, and again, which if you get into the stillness, because it's more so when you get into the stillness. If you're like fidgeting and stuff like that, the face morphing doesn't really happen. But when you get into the stillness, what you'll notice is that, um, and this goes with open-eyed gazing in general, one of the things you'll notice is that like the, the colors will begin to invert. And that's like a, a good thing to be able to observe if that happens. And and so when that happens, um, and then uh, just jumping ahead, but with the the eye gazing, what can actually happen is you, you what appears to be face morphing is kind of the best way we can describe it. And then so, again, from a logical metaphysical perspective, um, that's a good way of putting it, um, it, it, it's this idea that is that information about past lives, is that information about, you know, the us that's bigger than just the us that's here. Because some people that do eye gazing will be like, whoa, you know, like I saw my partner turn into like an old Asian woman or man. And like different genders, even yeah. different different species and everything. It's something that you know you want to, you can you can do you can experience. Though I encourage you to like use um, conscious discernment and 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 just kind of like 
uh, like observe it without being attached to it and stuff like that because you know opposed to just being like be like dude I totally saw you turn into a reptile that means you're a reptile and then that person's just like oh man I'm a reptile my friend saw me as a reptile or something like that but I'm not again you know it's just like well some people are reptiles and it's not a bad thing and, and it's okay and we can talk about reptiles on a whole nother show <laughs> but again yeah. you know just and uh, when it comes to the, the, the past lives and everything like that it's an interesting thing to explore it's a very sort of subjective thing, but ultimately, just like whatever it is that you see and you feel and you and you relate to, just acknowledging that like that those are ingredients and elements and energies that help make you who you are today. I'm just trying to say, bring the focus back to who you are right now, because that's like the the place where we, you know, that's that's where we get to use our hands and our feet, and you know, that's where the the work is being done right now. Um, that's just kind of like a separate thing that I talk about related to some people getting too caught up on past lives. Sometimes is kind of my perspective on that, but. Um, Knowing that through eye gazing, it creates this very interesting opportunity to sort of visually experience the thinning of the veil, and and this is where open-eyed meditation has that practical use. And you can do this literally outside. You can do this looking at the trees. You can do this looking at the sky. But when you do it, you, one of the things you'll notice is that the colors will begin to invert, and then from there, you may notice your vision becoming psychedelic. In, in so to speak, and, and what I mean by this is like warbly, you can sort of begin to see textures, things begin to morph into themselves, like trees no longer become individual, they sort of all just merge into like a single thing and, and the patterns kind of come through and you might sort of see like hexagon grids and stuff like that. So again, like mm. it's it's things even from my own experience, I'm just like wow, you know, like like I'll, I'll see that on a psychedelic experience and again, it's not just like hallucinations, it's true hallucinations and the idea that psychedelics and, and experience of higher consciousness or expanded consciousness or altered states of consciousness where it's like pulling back the filters so what you're actually seeing is like more of like Idra's web or the code within the matrix so when you go into stillness in, in meditation that perception allows to come forward because through the stillness the filters seem to gradually sort of peel themselves back and you can begin to see this other form of energy right in front of you very viscerally and for me this actually goes into this whole theory of like DMT actually being possible to, to naturally produce and secrete within the brain within an intended state of open-eyed meditation specifically and this is something that I've experienced through uh, addition of technology related to sacred geometry. So you're like doing open-eyed meditation on a sacred geographic uh, sacred geometry animation. And so that would like help you kind of like go into this portal kind of thing. And this is where even um, monks in the past, they would meditate on mandalas and everything. Uh, they would actually create them for that purpose of doing open-eyed meditation on them to sort of allow their consciousness to kind of go somewhere sort of thing, almost like a portal. Um, and I made a video and it's on my YouTube and, and I posted a video and I was, my question was like, did I just experience, did I just experience DMT naturally? And it was me <clears throat> doing a meditation. At this point, I've been like cultivating my energy for like more than 21 days and it's actually using a graphic on the website. And if you go to, <clears throat> if you go to anywhere on the website, like under the central news or conscious articles and you scroll down to the bottom of the right side, you'll see this thing called the cosmic hexagrid. And if you click on the link for that, so if you click on it, it says view in full mode. That actually takes you to a graphic. And this was the graphic that I was meditating on that being in that space of stillness and open eye, um, I began to experience something that was like 
very, very similar to uh, like a DMT experience in terms of just like not just what I was seeing, but what I was actually feeling in my body and everything like that. And there was like a visceral like pull, uh, sort of like feeling of moving forward without moving kind of thing. Um, I explain it more in my video and stuff like that, but I'll post a link uh, for people who may be interested. But I just advise you to sort of be mindful of how you do it. Like I, I would just encourage like a degree of <clears throat> of hesitancy um, especially people who may be like prone to epileptic seizures or, or anything of that nature uh, when it comes to doing something like this and taking breaks and reminding yourself to breathe because it can easily become very intense and it could at the very least just like give you a headache sort of thing so <laughs> but um, again you know like I have this theory and I have this experience where I'm just like through stillness and meditation we can experience DMT-like and psychedelic experiences, which again are kind of us going back to this idea of like tuning into specific frequencies and everything. Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's something that is worth exploring. It's worth our attention. I feel uh, just within the bigger picture of things. And I was just gonna say one thing, and I'll, I'll pass this off. You know, if people are just like. Uh, really eager for some sort of psychedelic experience or something like that. Don't forget that every night that we, when we dream, that is very much a psychedelic experience. And obviously, you get to the idea of every night that we dream, we're producing DMT. And again, bringing it back to the mindfulness and sort of like a segue into people being involved with like the paradigm shift dream class and how that's like encouraging and how this is related to that. So practicing meditation and practicing dream exploration and mindfulness is very important. And part of the bigger story and exploring realms and spaces and knowledge and information and learning and all that cool stuff. And what I was just going to say though, you know, if people want to get like a, 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 some sort of psychedelic experience, this is a quick practical tip. Honestly, go outside, exercise, work up a sweat, like go like run a length of a field a few times to the point where you're just kind of like breathing and you're just like feeling like you're, you're, you're kind of like not dizzy, but you can feel that you've got like a good workout and then lie on the ground and look up at the sky and just be still and observe like how the sky will be like very wavy and very morphy and everything like that because um, like literally that's what I did before I came here and I've done it multiple times but it's just like a very cool thing to just kind of like be in that space um, naturally uh, as well and reminding ourselves that these places are naturally um, and there's one other thing I was just going to say and I'll just mention it here because it's related to the sky um, I just want people to sort of keep in the back of their mind to look out for uh if you guys ever look up in the sky, you'll notice them, but they're, they're like these, like, literally, the best way I can describe them, they're kind of like energy points that kind of, like, bounce around, and they kind of look like water spiders, and they're actually, like, you see them when you look up at the sky, but they're not in the sky, they're actually inside of you, but it's, like, you perceiving the grid that it's everywhere, but they're just easy to see when you look up at a clear blue sky, but you can see them on white walls and anything, and some people would just say, like, well, it's just blood cells within your brain and stuff, but that was something where within my practice of awakening where I began to notice those things and I wasn't previously aware of them like I was doing yoga a lot and then and meditation and I began to notice them I began to notice them just being in my yoga class doing Vipassana looking up at the ceiling and then I noticed them in the sky but again um, they're like these energy points and they sort of like they look like fireflies and they kind of bounce around really quick but they're kind of if you look at it as a whole you actually see that they're kind of like creating like a hexagram grid and stuff and, and to me that's kind of again like almost like the code of the matrix and it's related to this like hyperdelic reality that is kind of right in front of us but sometimes hidden in plain sight so I mean when 
when I'm like moving around and I'm like just kind of like being in everyday reality, reality looks like super solid to me. It looks like how the illusion's supposed to look like. When I get into a zone of awareness and mindfulness and meditation and open eye gazing, reality actually like observably begins to lose some of its um, like solidity or or something. It, it becomes like more like um, warbly in in sort of a psychedelic perspective. So again, you know, this is something that other people can experience through their own forms of meditation. So I encourage people to go meditate in the woods, do open eye gazing on a tree, and observe that for themselves. Just kind of like what what happens for them and keep your eye open for those energy things and, and the word for them is globulins. Um, that's one word that I had and that's like the friend that word that my friend because like when I was like out in Vancouver and I was like, yeah, do you ever see those like energy things up in the sky and they move around you like globulins? I'm like, what? Is that the actual term? And I'm, that's just like what she calls them, but that's what I've been calling them. So yeah, okay. feel free to because I don't know what else to call them. So bouncing and dancing energy points. But yeah, um so I mean I know I said a lot there, but uh, do you guys just going back to those energy things? Do you guys see those? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Go for it, Jack. Michelle, do you yeah, see them? Definitely. Um. So the thing that I see, I, I don't think I see them. I think I see, I see in my eyes like those little floaty things. They're like clear little bubbles. Like, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like that's like a, but they're like stationary. No, they float. They like they they float. They look like cells almost. Like if you took like what a cell looks like, and it's like a it's like a um, see through circle with like maybe another circle inside of it, mm -hmm. and it floats around. It's like in your eye. They say they're like floaties in your eyes, but you see them. Yeah. Okay. Like an actual float. Yeah. That's so. That's that's a different thing. It's a different thing, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, so I see those, and um, I see sparkles. Um, mm -hmm. now, which is fitting for my personality, but the um, in A Course in Miracles, they call them light episodes, um, and so I've started to see um, flashes, actually, in the sky. Um, I, so I, see, I feel like I see angels or guides or entities or whatever they are, higher dimensional beings. Um, I, feel, I, I see them in I uh, just saw one right now. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like they're my guides or they're extraterrestrials or whatever they are, but they're like these little ping pongs of um, just energy balls, um, basically, is what I see. Uh, but no, I've never seen a glo globule. Um, <laughs> a globulin, yeah. A, a globulin, I've never, yeah. I know. And, and the other thing I want to mention, though, Okay, my girlfriend Jackie works at the health food store and it causes her a lot of anxiety uh, to see the world turn into the matrix, like the, the green code, because that's basically what you're talking about is like you can see through the holograph of reality. And I told her that it's like at a higher awareness state and um, I was like, I have a feeling that's a good thing, but it causes her like a lot of anxiety. So it's funny how when that happens, you get into a state of hyper-awareness, you know? higher consciousness, um, you have a choice with how do you respond to it, right? Um, and you're like, yeah. it for you, Skull, it's cool. It was just, it's really cool to hear somebody else and know that there are many people, because that's never happened to me. I've never seen through the solid reality. You know what I mean? Reality mm. always looks solid, but I understand that it's not real, mm. you know? But it doesn't yeah, like, turn into the, the matrix. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's like dissolving. You see Plato's illusion, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things I was gonna say on that, but go ahead, Jack. I know you want to jump in. 
Yeah, I was just going to say something that Jesus said. Um, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're basically, Jesus was talking about the third eye and opening that portal to your crown chakra like 2,000 something years ago, you know, mm -hmm. and trying to say it in a way that people could somewhat understand it, you know. And that's whenever you're starting to see those things and the little light, like little flecks and stuff, like mm -hmm. I don't want to change anybody's perceptions of anything, but it's it's a part of that process, you know, of being able to see through um, different perspectives of consciousness, so to speak. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Tell me. Because I think that they're beings, so, or angels. Well, it's, it's like uh, it's like a... Um, it's like a child that's, you know, learning something. You can't tell them what it is. Like, you, they have to go through learning yeah. what it's not and what it is and what it, you know, all these different levels of experience that they actually help us to solidify our own perspective of reality from our own levels of consciousness. And each different level of consciousness has a different perspective of reality. So. Totes, because the different things I see as I go on these levels, like I never saw like a blue dot before, and then all of a sudden I'll see blue dots in different places. You know what I mean? It's just like meditation changes. Everything changes. So sparkles change. Mm -hmm. I can say something on the, on the blue dot or like the indigo dot. Like I have personally had an indigo um, orb of consciousness that comes into my perspective that I can see with my third eye, like with your eyes closed, or it's even – you get to a certain level with open, you can still perceive it. Mm -hmm. And that is a being of consciousness that is connected to the indigo ray that, um, I don't want to get too deep onto this, but basically even as light workers, when we're meditating and we can go and remote view different locations, mm -hmm. there's actually an orb that is the color of our aura mm -hmm. that can be seen if people are in that area through their third eye. And we That's even have that ability to shoot it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and again, so I mean, <clears throat> you know, the meditation, the mindfulness thing, uh, keeping in theme, like the the concept of the third eye and how understanding what that is, how that plays a role in this, does help you understand meditation and 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 why meditation is important and how it can actually help with that uh, development and relationship with the third eye. Um, one of the things that I was actually doing today when I was working out was within my practice, um, I'll practice <clears throat> I'll practice doing things with my eyes closed with the understanding of still being able to see with my eyes closed because like this was oh, something yeah. that, that I got to experience uh, viscerally and this was like through like a salvia experience and again like this is actually on my YouTube as well and youtube.com slash called Avalon um, you can find that there but uh, it was uh, <clears throat> in my in my experience with salvia like I, I took like after like the third or fourth hit and it was like like actual, like it wasn't like times 20 or times 30, it was like the loose leaf form of it and obviously like I'm talking about it because like salvia is legal and it's one of the few ones that we can actually legally talk about at least but we can still talk about other things as well but um, without having to like hold back any uh, of the correlating experience from it like it's interesting to sort of acknowledge that like what actually happened for me was I was like doing it very mindfully meditating 
hit the salvia, and then by like the fourth bowl that I hit the salvia, I was closing my eyes, and I was literally still able to see. Like, I was literally able to see, like, fields of energy, like, sort of, like, it was black, but there was still, like, lightness and shadow and everything. And so, <clears throat> for me, it was just, like, I, I was amazed by it, first of all. And still, like, aware and conscious of myself. And so, like, in that moment, it was understanding very viscerally that the third eye, or the first eye, if we want to call it that, is always seeing all the time. Like, mm -hmm. it is always seeing. There's always, oh, there's lighting outside. There's always, like, energy and flow and, and just, like, cosmic vibration happening all around us. And our third eye is kind of like this, this, this circle in the middle of our brain that's literally absorbing information 360 all the time. It's like a 360 camera all the time. So like when you close your eyes, you can use this third eye literally to observe the world around you and in you. So it's almost like the third eye as a 360 camera looks outwards, but it also looks inwards. And when it looks inwards, you can almost think of it as like um, as a hypercube, where it's like a dimensional thing, where even though it might be this little tiny concept of a space, like through there, it's actually like jumping through infinity. And again, you know, like every time we go into a deep meditation, it's like logging into the hypernet of our collective imagination, if, you know, using those words. So um, yeah, like it was really interesting within my salvia experience just being able to experience that, having my eye closed, having my physical eyes closed and still being able to see. And then for me to bring that concept forward actually into my training. And so today I was doing like jump rope and I was trying to do jump rope as well as I could with my eyes closed. And I was actually able to observe that I was still actually able to like see and feel the rope. So like yes, there was a timing process to jumping and everything, but I was actually like it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard to explain, but it's not hard to explain at all. But I could actually like it's kind of you're seeing the rope almost as if like it's like it's kind of similar, it's very energetic, it's kind of like almost looking at like a thermal imaging camera where you don't actually just see the rope but you kind of see like the corresponding vibrations created from the rope going around me. So I was like literally not just seeing forward but I was seeing backwards and I was just like aware of like where it was and, and so it's this idea of like seeing with your entire body and this does include sound as well. So yes, I'm listening. Yes, I'm hearing. Like yes, I'm feeling. And I'm also like seeing with my entire body. So I mean, that concept in itself is really interesting. And again, so like meditation and mindfulness can bring you into that. Like what happens, you know, even just when you go into the woods and you meditate and you just focus on sound and you actually notice like how much you're overlooking. So meditation can help you become more like aware of the subtle details that you may have otherwise been overlooking sort of thing. So meditation's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You meditation is awesome. That reminds me when I said I'm sensing it, like when when we were talking about like the I sense. I don't. I'm my like claircognizance, clairsentience. Like you have a a sense that there's a being next to you or a high, your higher self is doing something, but you can't per se see it with your physical eyes or your even your your third eye. Um, you know, you can't see a picture, but you are aware. You have an awareness. You have a, a like an almost like you can almost like you can sense it. You know, um, that's what you're talking about. And I think that's an, um, it's important to develop that trust in our senses and what we feel because it's subtle. Because the more that we develop our awareness, the more refined that our um, spirituality gets. Really, ultimately, um, is the it's it gets subtler and subtler and subtler and like the present moment gets deeper and deeper and deeper and we can we can we can go further like into it like there's an infinite depth um you said about turning that 
eye. I wanted to share something about like the turning the eye inward, I think, because um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of our antenna are so far focused and it's important for us to, um, I think, hmm, how do I say this? Um, I was told in my spiritual quest to like go within, to like to draw that awareness inward as opposed to being focused outward all the time. And that, so that was like a big turning point for me. That was a big shift is that I could even do that. So even honing that skill of going in with my third eye and like looking in my inner universe and inner world. Um, I think that people don't even know that that's a concept that, 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 that can be, you know, practiced. Um, and I just wanted to reiterate that for people to be like, yes, I think that that is richer than, like, it's just the same thing with the world. Like, don't climb the lofty planes and, like, try to get, you know, rich and famous. Like, get to know yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I, that's, that was the real, that's what I want to say about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Reminds me, it's a good reminder of that. Truth. Oh, it's. Mm -hmm. it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> reminder, though. Yeah, it's a huge reminder and stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing that came to mind, and, and we're getting close to 12 o'clock, so we'll sort of begin to wrap okay. up some of the topics here. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, getting into the idea of practical reasons for meditation and stuff like that. Um, there's something that we didn't fully get into earlier, but basically, you know, encouraging people to use meditation to really think about anything that they need to think about, you know. So you can use meditation as like a brainstorming tool. So oftentimes when I'm working on things, instead of, like say I'm editing a big project, instead of editing the project and just going right into it, for me, I find it incredibly beneficial if I like meditate first and sort of think about the editing in my head and sort of edit it in my head first and then bring myself to the computer and then do it. And, and, to, and to sort of repeat this process on a continuous basis so that like I'm kind of like always kind of using the practice that I'm doing in my sit-down meditation even when I'm out and about and doing regular things but just being aware of like getting into the habit of using our mind as a creative workspace as a place where we can you know formulate ideas and, and I think that's something that again you know it's so easy to overlook but again there's a there's a reason for the mind and again going back to looking at the mind as technology I think is incredibly amazing like we have this piece of technology innately accessible within our experience of this consciousness and understanding that not all parts of consciousness have the mind that we have. Therefore, acknowledging it as sort of a tool and a privilege and something that we can begin to use and get better at using and develop a relationship with and, and understanding that it's like something you can actually learn to navigate, you can learn to surf it, you can learn to, to sort of integrate a, a deeper relationship with it. And what I was going to say is that what makes it really interesting is that as you begin developing your imagination, you begin practicing, you begin daydreaming, things like this. Um, this can actually become very, very interesting when you begin to do meditations, kind of what I was talking about earlier with like specific imagination visualization base, but specifically related to the topic of doing them for like training. So imagining yourself like doing like martial arts training or dancing or flips or gymnastics or parkour or ninja training in your imagination you know, and literally kind of doing it as a ceremony. Like, this is something we'll do with it in future uh, journey meditations, but you kind of imagine yourself 
standing somewhere, deepen yourself into your environment, and then imagine yourself from a third-person perspective, and then put like uh, like a costume on yourself. Like imagine yourself wearing something as if you're creating your avatar in that moment. You can make it like magical. You can make it armor, and then from there you like go back inside your body, and then you like create this journey for yourself. But you can kind of do it uh, with again like the the idea of like imagining. Uh, a bunch of like evil ninjas attacking you and then you're sort of like fighting them off in your mind and you're sort of just like making it a, a simulation you know it's it's like our mind is literally like the matrix in, in that sense we can run programs we can run simulation at least it has this potential I, I feel and and I feel like the potential for it is still something that we're just beginning to tap into so I like yeah. the idea of running a simulation, like running yeah. programs. Yeah, and you know, even a practical thing again, like I said, if you're doing like a presentation during the day, sometimes a meditation you can think about as like running a simulation. You just kind of like bring yourself into it and stuff. But again, I think that's you, something that takes, um, for some people, it's just something that they may be unfamiliar with. So I encourage them to just take like baby steps, practice simple things, and tune in for future stuff with the community because we're here to help you too as well. But, yeah, and you know what we need? And I really like how positive you are just because of like what I experienced this week, which I know I'll use as a teaching tool, which is like my negative mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need maybe a class or a workshop or some kind of group or whatever it is, but um, to teach people how to use their minds for positive, um, like reinforcement or positive, uh, to wield their mind, you know, in order to make it work for us rather than against us because the mind is very, very powerful and hearing you speak in this positive context, it's like reframes my brain of being like, man, like I was just thinking about this this week, is like it's so important that we hone our we just yeah we got to make it work for us because it's like it's like fuel you know we got to give ourselves that fuel and i'm sure that other people need that too mm-hmm. you know and so that's a, that would be really healing if we could synthesize how to do that or medicine like to give <laughs> to people i don't know what it looks like yeah. yet but I, I know that's needed so uh, it looks it looks like an authentic expression of ourself is a big part of it creating, making art and stuff, yeah, telling stories. I mean, Mm. from my interpretation, yeah, Mm. singing singing songs, you know, again, Mm. sort of being that channel for for the Alwyn and everything, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, We we can practice, we can practice as like a micro-meditation. Whistling is like an easy way to make up a song, and this is what I was experiencing earlier when I was talking about like singing songs in the forest. What I found is that if you just keep a rhythm then you can actually make up the song a lot easier than you realize because since nobody else knows what the song is, mm-hmm. you can just kind of like do a bunch of notes and then soon enough through practice you'll sort of allow yourself to sort of get into this rhythm of like creating a note, creating a pattern, moving with it and then going back to a, the same pattern you did sort of as like a chorus and then you sort of create like this rhythm within your, your your own, like, what kind of makes it into a song is this idea where there might be, like, a, a certain part that you actually repeat. But you don't even know what that part is until you do it for the first time spontaneously sort of thing. Um, I can sort of, I, I can try demonstrating for you guys if you're interested. Yeah, let's sing. Yeah, that's what I mean. We can And we can all practice. Let's, let's can, have a jam. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, um, my yeah. version of that that I was doing today when I was singing is... Yeah. Um, I was uh, listening at the same time as I sing. 
So listening, tuning to the environment around me. That's super powerful. Yeah. I see you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's interesting because I want to see, like, how well I can do this. I, I want to sort of be able to just, like, do it comfortably and everything. Um, one of the things, though, like, I, I'll, I'll share this again within, like, the bigger story and, again, for people to... <clears throat> sort of gain additional direction from for their own story. Um, when I found, when the day was when I was like really getting into this, when I it was like when I was doing Jedi training in the woods and I was singing and stuff like that, that was also, um, I had been cultivating my energy for like probably like 17 days at that point. Um, well, I, I, a few days after that, I reset my clock, which was a choice. And so like now I'm only like a few days into it sort of thing. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is that I feel in that moment when I was like really, really, really into it, I feel a, a, a part of that was also related to like my energy cultivation where like mm -hmm. the energy cultivation was like allowing my antenna to be like extra like able to kind of tune into that flow sort of thing kind of. Because again, you know, the sexual energy is like that. It just, it, we transmit it. It comes through us. It affects us through like our, our, our willpower, through creative ideas, through inspiration, through flow, through endurance, through motivation. Every Can I say something? Way. Can I yes. offer something? So I love you, and I know you've been running this idea for a while, and you remind me about my superstitious nature with my mm. own meditation practice. I went to a shamanic astrology thing when I went to Guatemala, and I'm studying more about this whole, there's like this whole Tantra, like how that looks in our society and, or how that looks like modern Tantra and what that is. Um, and, sh and what um, the teacher said there, Araminta, which she said cultivating sexual energy for yourself is actually like when you, you can use that as a, like to run that energy through your body is actually running circuitry through you. So there's, it's really, it's the same thing, oh man, uh, totally another conversation for another time, mm -hmm. but renunciation and Tantra. So I've been on both sides and I'm going way, I'm going more into this like, allowing yourself to be in the dance of pleasure, allowing yourself to say yes to coffee and chocolate and things that are not so much Buddhist, like mindfulness all the time. Like I've been in the renunciate and I definitely understand that part of my life and what, how that has made me who I am. And, I, and there's certain parts of that that are non-negotiable, especially my day-to-day -day, it seems. However, I have experienced like weeks of just saying yes to life and having being in that flow and and there's like a sultry there's like a power a tantric um, there's an energy there that you can connect into just as much and I think that that to be really strong magicians are really powerful um, you know gods and goddesses on this earth we have to be able to work with both polarities so yes like. <clears throat> Yes, not running energy works, and yes, running energy works. Um, and we need to be able to be in the balance, like I said in the beginning. Like that's the whole that's the whole thing. Um, so I love you, and I see myself in you, and I just wanted to bring up that other perspective. For sure, and it's it's actually interesting that you bring that up because, um, <clears throat> yeah, and again, like just being like you know open about stuff and, and again you know as community and not getting too caught up in taboos but kind of sharing information for the purpose of like exploring what it means to be a multidimensional being 
Um, I was just going to say real quick here, um, then I'll pass it off to Indigo. Um, what, what I actually did consciously, so uh, yeah, again, I was cultivating my energy and I was doing it and, and I had the intention of doing it for, for a while, kind of leading up to future dream classes and meditations and everything. And then uh, ended up like spilling my seed um, and uh, again, without even having any details, like it wasn't 100% on purpose. I'll just say that, and then um, after that, I was just kind of like, I, 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 that happened one day, and then on the next day, I consciously chose to uh, release my seed again to have an orgasm, and then I consciously chose to do it a, twice within that same day consciously because, like, at that point, I was just like, okay, I know what it feels like when I'm like building my energy up, but like, I actually want to do this so that I can feel how much it affects me to like intentionally sort of like. And, and sort of feel the, the effects on me and stuff like that, um, knowing that there would be effects and everything. And, and then today, like, I actually, <clears throat> knowing that I, I can get myself kind of, like, back into uh, optimal efficiency fairly rapidly, but it does actually, like, affect me with spilling the seed. And, like, today I noticed myself being, like, a little bit more irritable, a little bit quicker to get started on things, a little bit easier, more distracted, easily distracted on things, a little less mm -hmm. fully focused. So for me, like, again, I, I really did it uh, consciously as an experiment to sort of, like, experience what the, not the quote-unquote low is like, but literally, like, what that sort of, uh, it, it's, it's like an elastic band. I think, you know, you kind of have to, like, stretch it and let it go. Stretch it and then let it go. And I think that's an important thing to observe in our continued growth is that usually that will happen with us uh, spiritually is that like we'll kind of like feel like we're just like doing so amazing and then we'll just kind of like contract into another oh, form of ourselves yes. and then we kind of go out again and then we contract so to not only acknowledge that that's part of the process but to actually like help bring that into the process like I said through the me consciously spilling my seed sort of thing like doing it to see not only how it would make me feel and observe it scientifically but also see how I would be able to like bring myself back up out of it so like that was literally um yesterday and like I said today like I that's how I was feeling now I feel like a lot better and and to be honest like a big part that made me feel better was after I went out and exercised and this is an interesting thing a lot of people will just be like oh I have no energy this is like a secret that I think we overlook but when you go and you work out it actually gives you energy in, mm -hmm. in a different way like we feel like we're exhausting energy but in another way we're actually cultivating energy and so I was like exercising I was like doing it in like bare feet and everything so um, you know like when we spill our physical energy our seminal fluid as males uh, being aware that you know there's ways to sort of tap into uh, the earth energy to sort of like re sort of mm -hmm. calibrate ourselves and and even just for myself like eating eating fruit is like a, a thing that really makes a difference for me so it's like the day after for me or even like shortly after I'm just like all right like I need to like put something back in my tank and usually a good bowl of fruit and like granola and cereal like is something that makes a big difference for me and everything so yeah those subtle energies and the sexual energy is definitely something again uh, to be aware of for people and yes it does tie into meditation and uh, all the deeper parts of meditation and the dream exploration uh, are definitely uh, affected by like the sexual cultivation and again I think that goes partly uh, within our bigger conscious story of it being a part of uh, an, an invitation for us to develop our willpower as well because like sexual gratification is like such a 
an instantaneous thing and it's so easily accessible and stuff like that. So the fact that it's like so beautiful and so amazing and so delicious is actually the gift in the willpower that we develop through our ability to like be conscious of like how we're interacting with it and, and everything like that. Like you can't, you know, it's 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 not a party if you eat your cake every day sort of thing. But some people like to eat a lot of cake and eventually they're going to get sick of their cake. But that's like totally what will happen. Like honestly, like because like because I did that, I was just like, okay, like that, like I don't really feel like doing that again anytime soon. <laughs> Having like done that, I'm just like, all right, I got to experience it. But I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I got to know what it felt like, so I can gain a deeper relationship with my own body as well, and how my my body works. So how does your that's body? Important. Is what everyone needs to learn. So totally. yeah. We no, go through cycles. Listening. We go through cycles too, like what feeds us, what serves us at a certain time. But I'm gonna let somebody else talk. But yeah. Jack, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, tying this whole thing in, bringing it full circle. Um, the Egyptian background that Michelle had earlier. If you look at the Ankh, which was one of the, it wasn't actually a physical device. It was more of like a visual aid to help understand. The Egyptians used to use their sexual energy, and they would, they would <laughs> take the energy like the Ankh, and they would bend it around their heads and they would pull it back into their body, and it would give them tons of extra energy. So that can be used, yeah, spinning the energy. So it's, it's like a visual idea that's physically manifested that you can look at to give you like a perspective, almost even like the Tesla coil, you know, how it spins around and comes back in. That can be used as an energetic tool to help us gain more vitality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and vitality, I think, is the the word. I think vitality is an excellent word. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and, and usually, like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll explore these topics more in a future episode, especially, like, a specific Destiny school class where we'll talk about uh, sexuality vitality. and spirituality. And vitality. sexuality. So, <laughs> there's, there's just an interesting idea, and I'll just put this forward because I feel it's important, but relate to sexual energy. Um, some Taoist philosophy believe that your, 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 your jin, your chin... Chin, I think it's called. Um, it's like it's like it's not just chi, it's chin, and and that is like actually if that is what's called, or I'm just wrong. I think it might like, be jin. I'm not gin. sure. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it is chin. But anyways, um, like as in genie, which I guess makes sense. So that's makes sense. Um, but what I was saying is that um, from their perspective, they actually say that for the males, they actually only have uh, a like a a finite amount of that with them in one lifetime. So males sort of get tricked into this idea of like, well, I'm always producing sperm, I'm always producing seed, therefore it's constantly going. But actually, from a spiritual energetic energetic perspective, it's their understanding that the like the the actual like seminal fluid and the gin are, are are two different things. Like the gin is actually sort of carried through the seminal fluid. So like yes, you can still keep having orgasms until the day you die, but if you are literally having them that much, you actually deplete your gin. And so, like, I think um, that actually happens to some people is that, you know, they age quickly and and because of the fact that they're not cultivating their gin and they just were never taught this and they never knew this and they were never aware of this. And so, um, you know, this is where you get the idea that, uh, that again, Taoist monks would talk about, like, uh, actually attaining versions of immortality where they would literally live for thousands of years and huge parts of that were just being aware of this gin and being aware of cultivation. So it's not saying, you know, like, never have sex. Sex is bad. It's just 
being mindful of it. And then again, you know, this is a, a topic for another day, but actually bringing meditation into the sexual experience can be totally. very powerful. Um, and especially knowing in that moment of orgasm, it's like the portal opening. And so, like, it's literally a very energetic thing. And if anything, just as an idea, next people have like a meditation, I encourage them, this is an idea, a practice, to actually do a meditation where you're actually not thinking about anything sexual and you're purely focused on the energy within your practice and then at that moment of orgasm you like project a specific intention for the collective purposes of the world or for your own collective purposes you know so like to sort of bring in a vision it literally sends out this huge pulse sort of thing so um, yeah that, that in itself again it's just one of those ideas that I don't think is talked about but I think it could become very potent is like you know what happens like when more conscious people use the orgasm as an altruistic thing to be able to use it as like a spell casting moment to help other people so like in that moment it's just like you know if you think about world peace or something like you can you can do that and again the practice of detaching it from like thinking of sexual thoughts and purely bringing it into an energy thing can help you become more aware of your energetic body and you get into like whole ideas of like edging and stuff like that but yeah we'll talk about that more in another so Anything so, else? Go ahead, Michelle. Uh, no, I was gonna say I don't. You, I don't know if you've ex like played with this yet, but the making the energy you're gonna love. This is like where I see your future going. <laughs> I guess that sounds weird, but like with the, okay. so I'm glad we're friends like this. I could just say this, but you know, like Go with on. tantric sex, like instead of orgasming, mm -hmm. instead of like actually like you channel the energy up your spine, like you have to, that's gonna be like that's where that's your trajectory. You know what I mean? Like that's where you gotta. Like learn how to do that, you know, because that's that's gonna make you, I guess, for your physicality or the way that your body works, like to focus the energy from the kundalini from the base through the top of the head and have orgasms that way, as opposed to actually through the physical body, because you have this belief. So that's like leading you to that, you know. So if you haven't played with the cult, like to make that happen yet for your body, I, I probably very possible, you know what I mean? Just because you're. Can you explain that again in like two sentences? Okay, so you can instead of let instead of um, have the energy escape through your sacral chakra, which would be the emission of the seminal mm -hmm. fluid, you can take that energy and travel it up the chakras and have it go up. I think the shashumna nadi and go out the top of your head, so you have an orgasm at your crown chakra. Mm, okay, okay. So it doesn't right, leave so your same. body, but it yes. but but the energy is still just charged. So I don't think your gin would be um, escaping your body that way, the, but you would still mm. be able to orgasm. And so that's tantra, is because you're not actually. So you're actually. So when you have a sexual partner, like a physical sexual partner that you're that you're doing this with, you're able to not ejaculate, but still experience pleasure and and make love for days, longer periods of time. Yeah. So you should study this and go in that direction because this is serves where you're headed. Yes, and yeah, I, I <clears throat> was just kind of like only half listening when you first explained it, but yes, understanding what you're saying <clears throat> and, and being like similar to what Jack was saying with the onk, um, similar similar concept, if not two variations of the same thing. But but yeah, no, you're, you're right, Michelle, and for the people listening, like just it, it definitely like research more about like tantric studies and everything, and, and tantra isn't just referring to sex, um, tantra um, as a word means something. I mean, it's kind of like in the same way yoga doesn't just mean like movement and yoga class and stuff like that. What's yoga? Yoga just means like 
Union. Yeah, Union. Yeah, yeah, and Tantra. I forget. I, I feel like I should know this, but yeah, Tantra actually means like something in itself. It just kind of means like, yeah, it's similar to yoga. It just kind of means like Union. Tantra awareness. is like, for me personally, I mean, I don't know what the word means, but Tantra is like the love of, like, is basically saying yes to all of it. Like saying okay. yes to to life, saying yes to sex and chocolate and and mm. whatever. Like you know, mad cons. Like whatever arises, love that. Like that's tantra. <laughs> You're just like okay. yes, yes, yes. Everything is is God. Everything is God. Okay. Nothing is not God. Um, it's all holy. Um, yeah. that's how I see that. But you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look into some more in-depth research on. Oh, I'm glad that you didn't. I, yeah, I, I I thought like you would know about that the top of the head thing. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that I got to. <laughs> no, I. <clears throat> sorry, no, I, like I I was aware of like a yeah that concept and stuff. Oh, but, you were okay. I cool. mean, to a degree, but like to hear it again um is good and stuff like that because. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah then yeah. you get to practice it. <laughs> yeah, and then. Again, you know, like what's also interesting is that when you bring mindfulness and meditation into your sexual practices and you're working with partners and everything, this is something that becomes very powerful and very healing for for both for both people, and you know, can allow you to. Uh, it can be a very like spiritual, sacred experience when you're kind of like making love to a partner and seeing them and, and recognize them as like divinity, as like a god, goddess in human form, and, and really sort of like seeing each other on a deep level, like the you know very Buddhist nature level of things and, and also to be aware that you know through enough mindfulness within sex like again this is sort of a theoretical concept but also something that can be experienced um, yeah like it, it can be noticed that like if you're just like doing it by yourself it's one thing and you might get tired theoretically if you're doing it in one way but then if you're doing it with a partner you may actually noticeably be able to observe that you don't get tired and you actually become like more energized and again like this goes into the idea that there's like an actual energy exchange that is going on there so so yeah sex is sex is a very sexuality is a very um, important topic again of being able to understand this dimensional reality how energy works and everything like that, because if sexual energy, if energy in itself can be exchanged during sexual relationships, then we have to keep in mind that it is still being exchanged during any sort of interaction that we're having, uh, just like on emotional levels with people when we're out in society. And again, that goes back to the idea of what what emotions and what waves, what signals are you emitting into your surroundings. So again, for me, that brings it back to mindfulness and it brings it back to concepts of like being a light guardian and a light holder and, and just mm -hmm. being able to, uh, you know, there's there's... A lot of uh, a lot of opportunity for us to be able to help make this world uh, a shiftier place and help alleviate the suffering of others. And our mindfulness is going to help us be the people to be again confident and and courageous enough to express the love that we are. So aloha to all the people doing that, to all the shifters out there. Aho. Uh -huh. Cool. Well, with that said, it's a bit after twelve o'clock, and we are definitely. Um, We've covered a lot of ground tonight. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any other specific topics related to meditation that I feel like we might want to mention. I'll, I'll just open up the mic too, guys. Are there any other thoughts on meditation that we want to share with people listening, things they can keep in mind, practical tips, anything to give them? Singing bowl meditation is always something you can do. Again, singing bowls, sound meditations. Oh, we were going to do some singing. 
We'll do that. But, so. Okay. I was I was thinking in my head. I didn't want to say it, but I was like, I love how we went from singing <clears throat> into sex instead. That's what happened, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Paradigm Shift Destiny School, where everything's connected. It's true. Sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is connected. Um, okay. All right. I'm gonna try whistling for you guys. Do you want me to do that? Bring it. Alright. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, or sorry, Jack, did you have something you wanted to say? I just know you got your no, mic open. I'm just, I'm just uh, hanging with it open. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. I'm just going yeah. to mute it there. Oh, gosh. 11 11 now. Oh, 11 11. Oh. <laughs> so. awesome. Cool. I'm singing a song. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my throat. Yeah, I know the broadcast is close to over when my throat gets like all raspy. So. Lovely. <clears throat> All right. So literally, this is just going to be me as an example of making something up as I go. And it's through the consistency of creating a rhythm that we actually allow more of a instantaneous connection with the like the all-in, the flow, the inspiration coming through us that mm-hmm. all of us have access to in any moment. So, mm-hmm. okay. No, I'll just like take a breath first. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I could feel where you were going in the in the middle of it. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I know, I know the song. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and again, you know, like maybe that song sounds similar to other songs, but I mean, that's not, you know, that's I think that's just part that's of the nature good. of doing it. Is that when when you do this, you sort of allow yourself to kind of like draw inspiration from maybe other things you've heard, but still like not being attached to one idea, so you can actually sort of integrate and uh, move different concepts into themselves. So, and whistling is like an easy way to do it. It gets harder when you start like, introducing lyrics and words into it and stuff, which is something we can play around with too. But if anybody else wants to, I do. I want to sing the mantra that I was going to sing earlier. Yeah. Yeah, my my body, my being wants to sing that. Okay. Kapura Goram Karuna Sansara Sharam 
Shout out to your cat, too. Gratitude. He's such a hustler. <laughs> I can sing, too. Mew, yeah, mew, totally. Mew. He likes to be a part of things, for sure. That's good. Cool. I, you know what I, I noticed I wanted to share with people is that I... Um, so I've been playing with this mantra. I was singing it today, and I it's about... I want to focus on my intention. My intention is to have an intention when I sing or when I make an offering um, and to focus on that intention and that intention being healing, like you were saying, for the good of all, um, as opposed to more the focus on anything else, the focus on myself, the focus on my voice, the focus on the prayer itself, I think, is the most important thing. And the more we meditate and the more we are mindful, the deeper that focus and that intention is and the more powerful our offerings are. And that is what is up, and that is what I'm working on right now. Mm. So. Awesome. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for holding yeah, space for me to you. do that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, cool. Um, well, like I said earlier, we're definitely getting closer to the end. Um, let's pass it over. Jack, was there anything you wanted to add? Sing, Jack. <laughs> I'll sing a song. Sing, Jack. You want me to sing a song? Yeah, by all means. All right, this is from my cowboy past life that I had. So let me, let me get the sound going here. 
You're going to do it sort of as a meditation as well? Well, no, I'm just going to sing the song, but I have to take my headphones off so you guys can hear the music. Okay. Let me just see if I can like sing a song on the spot, because um, there's like yeah, like I'm just trying to tune into how I was doing it in the forest and stuff. And to be honest, I, I feel like it would help if I was like moving around and dancing and stuff like this. Um, Move around <clears> and dance. I, I know, geez, right? It's not like I <laughs> like, whatever. Okay. Um, okay, let me try and do a song that's like not just the same song that I already sang in the woods, but like something slightly different. And stuff, a similar concept and everything. Um, another thing that I'm actually doing within the woods is funny. I was like practicing talking like um, Vikings from the show Viking. Does anybody know that show? I don't know. Oh, you guys, TV. maybe yeah. Oh, it's just like, uh, it's funny. It's just like, if you're going to talk like a Viking, you might as well grow a beard while you're doing it. And the thing with telling a story is that you're going to make sure. Oh man, no, I can't. I'm not. Going. I have to get in the zone, but I did this before, and I noticed, like, ah, uh, so this is like a meditation for me and myself, whether I want to talk like a Viking now or not, because I wasn't the best Viking. <laughs> but I can totally I do it. And this is really difficult. Okay, let me see if I can sing a song. I, I got a feeling it, yeah, like, I don't know. Just like go it, into elf mode. Elf, elf mode, activate. <laughs> That's what my ears for. Um, elf here. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll practice my Viking impression for another episode. But yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Let me see if I can like randomly sing a song right now, as impossible as it sounds. Um, unless Jack, was there something you wanted to jump in with, or? Well, I was just gonna say that I gotta go in a few minutes. So. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll save this song for another day, and that will give us an excuse no, to finish with the meditation. Off, well, no, because okay. we, we we'll finish with the meditation. <laughs> okay. Well, let me try to sing this song for like one minute and. If we'll, we'll see, it's all just practice. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So again, the objective of what I'm doing with this practice, which I encourage you guys to do when you're like out in the space or in the kitchen or in the shower, and you have an opportunity to just sing where you don't have to worry about being judged by anyone, uh, if that's what helps for you, um, just kind of like create a rhythm similar to what I was doing with whistling, and then allow yourself to just kind of 
open up to um, an, it's almost like a listening that you're doing where, where you're allowing words to come through. So, um, okay, let me just see what I can do. So, <laughs> so, don't you know that the most amazing thing is that anybody can make a song about anything these days? All you have to do is take the words and put them in an order, in an order, and then you gotta. <laughs> Damn it! I'm not doing it as well as I could. I love it. <laughs> I'm happy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like it was just like yeah, something like that. But oh man, when I was doing it in the woods, like seriously, I was like dropping like all sorts of like metaphysical concepts into it and everything, and it was like friggin' legit. And I was like. It was funny because I like sang like entire songs that I just made up on the spot, and then like after I finished, I, like float like applause, like the universe. I was just like, "Yay, that was so good!" As if Bring I was like, a microphone listening to it from a third person. But I think that was part of what enabled me to do it in that moment, is knowing that you were like, channeling. I wasn't trying to record myself in that moment. So like for me, like that's a big. There's there's a huge part of like what happens within the story of documenting consciousness that doesn't happen on camera. And then sometimes we have to like reenact things. <laughs> it's like it's very interesting. But I do want to be able to get better at performing floatry and everything because honestly, like it's something that I've noticed where um, it, it's like a practice where if you don't use it, you lose it, sort of thing. And Warren. and there was like a period where I, like I was doing floatry pretty regularly and it sort of stopped for a while. And then when I would try and do it again, like I was like wasn't as good at it. And so, like, now I'm, like, trying to get back into it sort of thing for different expressions. And, um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what I did in the forest, I'm, like, I know it's, I know where the potential's there. Like, I know it's totally possible. And so for me to be able to observe, like, why I'm not able to do it in every moment is, like, part of my personal quest as well. So. well let's do a flowetry circle because we got Kevin, and I'll do, I'll do oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, and yeah, you. yeah, for future episodes. Yeah, but, we should do that. Yeah, yeah that definitely. should be one of these. Oh, the possibilities. Oh, the places we'll go. So, cool. So, All right, let's let's wrap it. All right, let's um, move into our meditation. So, just before we get into the very, um, sorry, Jack, did you have something to say? Just get your mic open because you get you hear a little. Hanging, just hanging out, man. Okay, I'll beat it. My bad. Yeah, that's the only thing. So that's perfect. Um, <clears throat> so again, just before we get into the end of the show, I just wanted to invite people to tune into our next broadcast chronologically, and you can find the event calendar through the website. And the next broadcast is the Dream Class, which is happening on the Tuesday coming up. So that specific date is May. 17th, and then after that, we're going to have the community admin hangout, which is going to be on May 19th, so that'll be on the Thursday. So, again, dream classes on Tuesday, admin hangout is on Thursday, and that'll be similar to the regular team hangouts, but more focused around admin aspects of how to create conscious community, how to create paradigm shift community in space holding, facilitating circles, and things like shiftivism and free hugs. So, if you're thinking about creating paradigm shift community where you are, if you've been inspired by this project and you're looking for a place to start and you're just looking to be able to bounce some ideas around, then please feel free to join into that, tune into that, and be involved with that. And then after that, the next broadcast is going to be on Sunday, theoretically, that may change, and that's going to be our next full moon global journey meditation. So there is a busy week of production coming up for the Paradigm Shift community over this next week. So just want to let you guys know that, and of course, reminding you guys to help out and support to the team Patreon crowdfunding mission when you can. Uh, I can't. I just want to 
really be able to emphasize that this is something that's incredibly important for the entire well-being and future of the project for the team. So it goes towards being able to help support the energy that's involved with being the director of this project, which is something that I do as a full-time job. But more so than that, it goes into the ongoing evolution of the project and things like free shift buttons for people in the community. And of course, you can find the link for that at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or in the website you can go to the about section and then go to donate or on any of the banners where it links about the monthly support squad or the shift buttons will link you to the Patreon as well. And when you sign up for the Patreon, you can get as many shift buttons as you ask for when you sign up for that. So that's a really exciting thing. And currently, our team uh, next milestone is 500, and we are currently just over 400 right now. So huge shout out to everyone who has signed up for that. And like that, that is like something really to be proud of. And I'm really happy that we are where we at. And let's continue to go forward with that because like things will be able to be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, for myself as director in terms of just being able to sustain this project and for the whole community, once we get up to about 750-ish, then things will, like, really start to... Then, you know, like, I'll be able to not only just be able to say it to myself, but I'll be able to, like, say it to, like, my parents and be like, see, like, this is something that I can actually continue to do as a full-time job. So that's, like, part of it. And, uh, yeah, again, huge support for you guys for being able to help co-create this amazing project together and knowing that this project is something that we're building for, like, years to come. Mm. So, like, literally, like, that's that's kind of the plan is that in the future, I want to be able to build this so that we have team crowdfunding of literally, like, $2,000 or 250 2500 is our, our prime goal. That's, like, our, our uh, full-time... That, that is, like, equivalent to what I would be getting paid if I was, like, working at a professional studio downtown or something, 2500 a month, give or take. But what I want to be able to do is to actually have that crowdfunding available for when the time comes when I am no longer director of this project and we can pass that off to someone else. So you can see how like this, this eventually at that point for myself as the director, uh, even just right now, a lot of time I'm putting into is related to the crowdfunding and get us up to that point. And, and not so much of it is being put on being able to do uh, some new YouTube videos and everything. So as the crowdfunding begins to move forward for myself personally as director, it allows me to shift some of my focus into making a lot of the awesome YouTube content that I'm really excited to be able to make for you guys. So uh, again, just a little bit of foresight on how your contributions help. So, um, oh, okay, Jack has to head out. So Jack, you'll, you'll be with us in meditation in spirit, and it will just be a short meditation, and I apologize for you having to leave before we get to that, but thanks so much for, for joining in. Was there any, any last words you want to just share with people of the internet? And we'll link your stuff into the show notes as well. My biggest wish is for everyone to find their bliss. Peace, guys. Mm. Thanks again, Jack. Much love, and mm. thank you for bringing your energy to this hangout in this class. Aho. Thank you so Aho. much. Learning learn together. Aho. <laughs> Peace. Later, man. Cool. So, um, yeah, just again, huge thank you to everyone for being involved with this project and sign up for the Team Patreon, the month of support when you can, and that can be for as little as $3 a month 
five dollars a month gets you the full shift and booster kit, and uh, we'll keep you up to date with how the ongoing team crowdfunding is uh, coming along. And uh, the other thing is just reminding you guys on the main website to subscribe for def desktop notifications. When you go to any part of the website, look in the bottom left, you'll see this little bell icon. It's a red bell. Click on that, and you'll get notifications to your desktop, and those will come in very handy for the evolution of the project so we don't have to depend on Facebook and emails, and that feature isn't available for mobile just yet. And uh, other than that, that's pretty much the basics of the community behind-the-scenes stuff. So again, just thanking you guys and reminding you guys to share this episode with your friend and to jump in the live chat when you get a chance and to say hello there and feel free to message me on Facebook at any time and subscribe and connect to facebook.com forward slash skullbabylon and brendan.com forward slash skullbabylon. And another reminder we'll just say is on Facebook, connect to Paradigm Shift Central on Facebook, Facebook and to LiveNet. So facebook.com forward slash LiveNet, and the LiveNet is the automatic notifications that you get through Facebook, which equivalently would be the same thing that the desktop notifications will also feature as well. So do both, and you'll be synced up with the whole game. So yeah, that's all the awesome stuff that helps make this project entirely possible, and there's still so much more to come. And the, again, reminding us that like this is a real-world game, Telling of Consciousness, and how you play it is evolving your own story, bringing more mindfulness into your own journey, sharing your journey, sign up for the website, use the quest journals, got some of the stuff on the website, and stay tuned for the ongoing shiftiness that is happening through this amazing project and the amazing people that are a part of this project, including yourself, who are listening to this. So, aloha and much love. So, cool. And okay. um, I Shout just want to say that you can find me, Michelle Infinity, yes. Facebook, Michelle Infinity, and Infinite Everything. Um, so if you like my approach to life and spirituality and you want to learn more about whatever I have to offer, um, you want readings or whatever, you just want to send me an email, I'm more than welcome that. And um, you can read some of my conscious articles also on live uh, paradigm, paradigm Shift, but the whole blog is at infiniteeverything.net. Awesome, awesome. And again, Thank for, thanks, Michelle. And for Michelle and other people featured in this broadcast, including Philosophical from earlier and Jack and myself, yeah. you can check the show notes through the main website and you'll be able to see the links there for our profiles and our YouTubes and all that. Perfect. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week. Next week's going to be a huge, a huge week. So yeah, really looking forward to being able to... The full moon meditation is really going to be another exciting one. That'll always be fun. So. Cool. Okay. So let's just finish with a short meditation. Um, again, um, keeping it very simple, let's just focus on our breath. And uh, kind of going back to like what we were doing earlier, let's just like project the intention of mindfulness and love, so to speak, out into the world around us. So if you kind of want to imagine a toroidal field around your body, feel free to do that. Um, but at the same time, we'll just keep it fairly simple as well. And it uh, looks like we actually do have uh, a new player who has actually joined the game, who's joined the Hangout. It's um, time for the meditation, and I believe yeah, Kyle was actually in earlier, so so I'll give a shout-out to Kyle. Kyle, if you want to just uh, check your microphone and say hello, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, man. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, it just took me a little while to figure out how to actually jump into this right here. Surfing awesome. through the website, YouTube, and actually figuring out this Google Hangouts. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome. Glad you, glad you made it. Yeah. 
Cool, man. Um, Kyle, uh, we and him have actually been talking over the last few days, and Kyle is actually one of the uh, new Paradigm Shift admins for the community that he's starting up in Delaware. So much appreciation for, for getting the ball rolling with that, and I'm excited to see where things go. So thank you. And we'll definitely talk. Sorry, say that again. I said, I'm sorry, you can't really see me. It's, it's pretty dark in here right now. Yeah, oh, the lights on her. Mm. Cool. I'm just keeping everything like yeah. low down. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, it's a good moment for meditation then. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we do get into the meditation, which we're about to do, Kyle, is there anything that you want to say related to meditation, related to why meditation is worth being interested in? Yes. Uh, I think meditation many different various ways. Um, you can you just try speaking a little bit louder, sorry, just before you get going. Right, yeah, no problem. Um, better. I, said, I, I think meditation can come in many different various ways. It, uh, it, it's, it's not exactly, sometimes it's not sitting down and, and you know, like getting into yourself. Sometimes you're walking through the woods and you'll, you'll spark um, some sort of idea or creative flow or, or some sort of spiritual moment could happen to you in that moment when you're walking through and that kind of motion will put you in the same trance that you could um, you could achieve through a different way. It's about how, how you can access these through some different ways like walking meditation or uh, like if you just got, you know, I, I try and incorporate it when I'm working out as well. So when I'm working out, I'm usually doing it outside, and I'm usually throwing around a big log or something. But that log, um, all that part of the Jedi training and everything that you were talking about, you um, in between certain sets or repetitions, you find time to ground and center and then realign your chakras. And by doing this multiple times over and over again and then going through these different states of trance and pulling yourself in and then out, um, by doing this you can strengthen your connection and your auric field and I believe your connection to all the energies that surround you as well. That was a perfect synopsis mm -hmm. of everything we just talked about for the last three hours. You touched on like a little bit of every detail. That was really cool. <laughs> right? That was good. Auric yeah. field, working out, all of it. Yeah, unfortunately I wasn't really here for all of all No, of that, I know, but, honey. That, that I, it's just oh, like it's the miracle. Work. Like you did it in like five seconds, but like we did, we went through three hours of time, but it was perfect. Mm. And so I just I just honored the synchronicity of all of that. That yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. thanks, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying seeing what you've been posting of you, like, doing Jedi training in the woods and stuff, too. So, it's, again, you know, it, knowing that there are a, there's a bunch of us, there's a team of us out there, you know, doing Jedi training, evolving ourselves, it, it really adds collective inspiration to the whole team. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing more about that from you as things go forward. Um I was just going to say something that you said reminded me there. Uh, you know, again, when we're talking about the various forms of meditation, inviting people to actually meditate while eating food as well. Um, this is something I was doing in California when I was just in the right space to do it, and the food that I was eating at the time was like super not complex. It, it was just like guacamole with pita chips, and and 
But in that moment, I was like standing up and I was eating it and I was doing it with my eyes closed and I was actually making the mmm sound, like mmm, but I was like doing it like a mantra. So I like eat something and I'd be like mmm, and I would just like fully be in that. And for me That's in that moment, sort of. kind of more of an home, yeah. And, and to me in that moment, like eating that food was like so blissful, like it was so amazing, and I was like so happy to be alive in that moment. So yeah, like again, meditation, bring mindfulness into anything that you're doing, whether you're walking through a park, whether you're eating food, whether you're sitting still and going inside. It's just expanding your consciousness by bringing in more awareness, by being more aware of the awareness around you. So yeah. That's Tantra. <laughs> That's that's Tantra. <laughs> Make a meme about that or something. Yeah. Right. Please, please don't. Please, <laughs> just maybe we'll see. Okay. Yeah, that right. was uh, that's right when I was about to. I jumped in, but going over that, oh. it reminded me of uh, the arc, sort of that whole pulling the energy up through and then back down, mm-hmm. and direct that through your heart chakra and then recycle that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Powerful sort of uh, surge, kind of like recycled energy, but it sort of just accelerates and amplifies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jack was mentioning that. We'll get. We'll we'll do a class on like ancient Egyptian, like esoteric knowledge and stuff like that. I'd be curious. Yeah, we could throw down the Merkaba because that's all of that. Talk about some Merks. Yeah. Merks. Yeah, yeah. Some Baz. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, let's um, go into a short closing meditation, okay. and it literally won't be long. We'll, we'll save the long one for when we do the it full moon meditation. <laughs> Five hours later. Um, yeah. No, because I, I can just, my dog's downstairs, and I just want to go check on him anyway. So shout out to Shelby. He's my awesome dog, and I'm going to send him some love in this meditation too. So okay. love to all the animals and all everyone and just healing for the globe. So, I mean, in this meditation, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what that means in Sanskrit? No, no, no. What does that mean? So that means all beings everywhere be free and happy. Mm, yes. All beings on all of the planes of consciousness. All beings. Yeah. All beings. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is literally just the one B in many ings. Beings. Yeah. It's called the B. Um, yes, yeah, so this meditation, you know, I just invite you guys to like imagine sending love and healing out into the world around you. And you can imagine this from like outside of space and imagine like a color around the earth. If that's a simple thing, you can imagine it within your own heart space. You can use the breath to sort of guide you through this. Allow yourself to get creative, flex your imagination. I'm just simply going to guide you into the breath and we'll just go quiet for a little bit. And then literally it'll just be a few breaths. But observe like within a couple breaths how you're able to like drop into this space, to tune into the space. Acknowledge again like that sort of texture and flavor to what this like place of meditation kind of feels like for you. Become familiar with it. So let's uh, all get ready to move into this meditation. And I'm just going to mute your guys' microphones real quick. Okay. And so <clears throat> again, just inviting people to relax themselves wherever they are, relax their shoulders, Trying to find a comfortable place where you'll be able to maintain stillness in this moment to allow yourself to become present using the breath as a tool. So begin with that first breath. Inhales. Exhales. 
exhales. Gently inhales through the nose. And exhales through the mouth or the nose. So continue to breathe. Continue to tune in with the rhythm of your breath. As you do, you can begin to guide your imagination using the breath as a sail for your imagination, bringing in concepts of mindfulness and love for the planet, for yourself, for all beings. So being aware of the toroidal field around you, imagining that, connecting in with that visualization, and feeling that toroidal field around the entire earth. So as you bring love into yourself through your breath, you can feel the love that you bring into the entire world with each breath. Inhale, courage. Exhale, compassion. You can repeat that. Inhale, courage. Exhale, compassion. So just stay with your breath in this moment. Be at peace. Be connected. Be mindful. And practice your meditation. Just a few more breaths here. So maintaining your awareness of the breath, taking a moment here to reflect all the beings sharing this space with you, all the shifters around the world connecting into this moment through shared intention, and just taking a moment to acknowledge 
and even sense the connection that we are creating between us as a team, as a tribe, here and into the future. Together, building and healing the grid around the world. And so if you want to even just finish here, I invite you to take your hand and even just put it on your heart, even if you want to use both hands there. Feeling your heartbeat. Feeling your heartbeat as one heartbeat. Just paying attention and acknowledging the connection between all of us. One being as many. Remember. So let us express love to others, to ourselves, using our imagination to be more of the love that we are, to align with the love that we already are. And so just as you transition out of this meditation, allow yourself to encode this intention, this memory, this moment, this vision into your heart. Carry it with you in the days to come. Allow yourself to practice mindfulness in your daily actions for yourself and for others. Becoming a better dreamer within the dream. So take a more breaths here. Love yourself. Love the planet. And slowly, we'll transition our way back. Yet again, still allowed, allowing this intention and this vision to maintain its ripeness, let it be planted as a seed within our heart that will carry with us through the weeks and months to come and continue to water through future meditations, through moments of gratitude. Let us answer the call. So slowly, your awareness back to your physical body and gently using the breath and wiggle your fingers and toes when you're ready gently return your awareness to the space around you
when you're ready, open your eyes. Welcome back. That was beautiful. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. Thank you. If there's any closing thoughts or any thing that you guys want to share, or visions maybe you had, thoughts that you had related to that, please feel free. This gratitude. I had a lot of, it was very perfect. So I'm grateful for all of the remembering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Kyle, is there anything else you want? Um, I just had something about dreams. Because uh, it kind of sparked something. I was just in the meditation. I was a the dreams is kind of separate, but it just sort of came out of nowhere. But in the meditation, it was a uh, that was really unique because usually when I'm doing it on on my own, when I when you tap into that area and you can you know feel others around you, you can feel what they're doing and everything, but having people on a further basis it's something I haven't done very frequently and it's cool how you can you can go up and sort of see you know you can look out and you can see it's like just like light beacons that way that's how I image that I guess you could say um, mm -hmm. but the dream part um, I don't know that just sort of sparked something about I don't know in these uh Dreams that have been quite frequently made. It's just, I mean, there's there's been a craft, and it's about piloting this craft that's totally alien. You know, it's just very strange. <laughs> well, it definitely sounds like things we can talk about in the next podcast would be the dream class on Tuesday if you get a chance definitely. to tune up. So yeah, and, and just related to you know meditation mindfulness uh, in the last dream class, you know, inviting people to go back and listen to it if they didn't. Yet that was uh, from May third. Um, what I was going to say is that within that dream class, we have this shared intention of like meeting up at the tree in the astral, and the tree is like a tree that has like the paradigm shift sigil sort of floating above it as a beacon and a portal. So that's something that literally this week it's my intention to literally go there. Like, not just have it as an idea, but to actually literally go there. And the way for me to get there is through becoming lucid, is one way, at least. Either I'm going to randomly show up there, or I could actually become lucid and take myself there. So that is, like, an intention that I have within my dream, um, to literally, you know, this image of the the tree with the paradigm shift sigil for it to, to, to me to be able to experience that this isn't just something that we're talking about but this is actually like a space that we're creating and it's actually something that can be visited so that to me is really exciting and again you know meditation that we're doing here within the waking state is affecting uh, you know the awareness we carry over into the dream state as well so worlds yeah. within worlds within worlds dreams within cool. dreams yes. yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. cool Alright guys, well that is officially um, almost a four hour broadcast that we got into today, so huge shout out and congratulations to everyone who made it all the way through the broadcast, everyone listening in the future, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
for, for tuning into this and for being a part of it and for being a part of this project and always invite you guys to be involved with this project on multiple levels and please join the live chat in the future and again remind you guys to sign up for the team crowdfunding the patreon the monthly support squad when you guys are able to and i look forward to being able to share and co-create more ongoing amazing opportunities with you guys and holding sacred space together digitally and physically so for everyone out there listening to this thank you so much once again go back and explore the rest of the website check out the amazing content people are creating add your own content through the quest journals get involved create paradigms for communities where you are continue the conscious conversations plant seeds and shift those paradigms so Aloha, much love. I see you and I thank you. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap up here. And Kyle and Michelle, you guys can join me in saying farewell to the internet as we finalize the end of this broadcast. So until next time, internets, we'll see you in the future. Bye, internet. <laughs> All right, guys. Dream All on. Dolphin laugh, so. All right, guys. Dolphin One magic. Love. Dolphin magic. <laughs> Dolphin magic. Dolphin magic. Love you. See you in the future. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.